Oh, shoot. Check it out. This episode of Fumble Around Detroit Sports with Tom Steinman. Steiner. I have on a couple local legends in the improv community, uh, Jason Pedersen and Michael Dupree. You might know Mike from Michael Dupree Variety Hour. I'm sure you heard me say it, right? So check that his show out, his podcast. We really don't talk about it much, actually, uh, on this podcast. Um, also, at the end, I do some fantasy baseball talk. Uh, while I have you here, guys, check out the incubator. Uh, it's Planet Ant's finest. I don't know if it's finest. I like the word finest. So, finest podcasting group. I don't know if that's the word, but check it out. We we put out new improv shows. It should be each week or every other week. Uh, to, you know, and then they might launch into something big. Uh, but check them out, guys. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and if you have an idea, check out planetantpodcast.com. You could submit uh, your idea and maybe have your own podcast show, guys. It's a lot of fun. All right. I hope you enjoy the episode. Take care. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to Fubbled Around, your host, Tom Steinman. I was just listening to some Lizzo. I think everybody's listening to Lizzo right now. She's the hot stuff. Hot stuff. Uh, just at Mopop. Did you guys go to Mopop? No. I wish. I didn't know she was there. Oh yeah, she was there last night, and uh, apparently it was a big crowd. Guys, welcome to the house. Uh, Jason Pedersen or Peterson? Petter. Petter. Pedersen. I should Petterson have said that, that before, I guess, but... Yeah. I guess we could have this conversation on air so people know Pedersen. Yeah, and it's the bastardization anyway, so if you say Peterson, it's, <laughs> that's the original. So. Uh, and then Michael Dupree, a uh, good friend from the travel band. We improvise together. Uh, hit also host of Michael Dupree Variety Hour, which I've been on a couple times. Yeah. I'm sure people have heard me talk about it. I try to introduce, you know, you know, do the promo thing and stuff. Yeah. Much, as long as I remember, you know. And you don't even have to do it now because I'm here. <laughs> You're here. You can do it yourself. <laughs> uh, I came in as a character in your show, uh, Detroit Mike. I uh, we oh, actually yeah. talked. I talked about it uh, last episode with Hunter. Hunter and I had him kept saying second, second deck, deck party. And I was like, what does second deck sound like? He just kept saying second deck, second, second deck. deck. He's like, party. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you get it? Yeah. That's a great character. What um, I've been uh, I. S- Go to second deck a lot. With, uh, <laughs> get all, I go with all the boys to second deck. Yeah, uh, the second deck party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a great time. Uh, yeah. So that was my first podcast experience. You're the first person I know, at least around here personally, that has been hosting a podcast. It's been a while now, right? Uh, I mean, in a podcast form, it's been like three years, and then uh, uh, as a radio show, it's been like five. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah okay, so you started off as a radio show. It was on Wayne Radio. Wayne Radio. Say, yeah. That's where I recorded. You were, uh, you've you been on a show, too? Yeah, I'm I'm a, I've been on like seven episodes. What? Has I've it? only been on two. No. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. It, yeah. Oh, boy. Don't uh, fight over me. <laughs> uh, both of you guys were uh, inaugural farm team members. Yeah. Uh, well, I did not get picked, then I cried. Well, I now know. you're. Uh, yeah. Now I am on it. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Reckoning. <laughs> Reckoning? Farm the team, reckon. the reckoning. The, I don't know. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you're directing now. Dupree is directing. Right, so uh, one of the you, sketch groups. Do you know what you're doing? Have they signed or specifically told you what's going to happen or just a vague? Uh, I have a vague, vague, <laughs> vague idea. <laughs> uh, I have a general idea. Of like, uh, but yeah. It's Welcome just, to the comedy uh, world, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the theater. Like, yeah. you don't. We're just going to do something. We're well, I mean, like, out. yeah, I get that. I'm like uh, going to be taking like six members of the, the farm team and uh, taking scripts from like the writing groups and uh, churning out. You know Thursday Night Live. Shows. Yeah, I'm that's, excited. That's basically what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, you guys both. Neither of you guys uh, auditioned. Did you have a? Re- I mean, do you mind me asking what? Uh, well, I figured, yeah, give someone else a spot. Like I figured, I could pitch shows and anything I wanted to do creatively. I feel like I could do right. so. You've uh, you've also directed. Or, yeah. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, was that the Dogman Prophecy? Uh, Dogman Rising. That's so the, awesome. the prequel to a, a show no one's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, it was and fun as hell. And Dogman Prophecies, the show running next to it, it, also that no one ever, no one saw. Yeah, yeah, ah, so. I did Man. not see it, guys. See? I'm sorry. It, it was fun, but yeah, it's hard to get people to come to something they don't even know anything about. The yeah. beginning, I don't the first know. part. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but who cares? How was the experience? It was great. Yeah, I had a good, good cast and. Uh, that yeah. was the first time you directed? Yeah, which was kind of scary. Uh, but, you know. You just do it, right? Yeah, you figure it out. You're like, oh, you can move around here. <laughs> yeah, but I can. think that's what I'm saying is like that's something that's uh, very common is that like you don't know exactly what you're going to do. You have an yeah. idea, but then you just go do it. And I think that's a lot, what a lot of people are scared of. They want to know exactly what their role is or what they have to do. So they, they're sure. But life isn't sure. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, just go do it, man. Figure it out. Like I the don't sh- have all the answers. The show wasn't even written until two months before. I didn't even know that I I was going to be directing a show <laughs> or writing a show until yeah. And then we wrote a sh- script in a month, me and Hamlin, and so then I directed it in a month. Yeah. Or, so Hamlin I mean, just came up. Just... So Sean Hamlin, who's one of the directors of of the farm team and very involved in writing mm-hmm. improv. Been a comedian giant for 20 years plus now, part of Second City. How did he come up to you and just say, hey, I need to write a show? He was like, hey, I'm, I got uh, this idea for a prequel, Dogman Rising. The uh, name's like really been uh, resonating with me. You want to write it? I'm like, sure. When did it go up? He's like, a terrible impression uh, of Sean Handler. Yeah. He's like, uh, October. And it was, yeah. October. Yeah. It was October. <laughs> and it was October. That's how Hamlin works, though. So yeah. I love the guy, but he's just like, I mean, it's, I didn't think I would be able to, but I, I, he pushed. And yeah, right? I got, got I it mean, done. Sometimes you just need that deadline, that crucial deadline, and push yourself. And Because when you have a long period, at least I know how oh, I am, yeah. I'll get to it. Oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a procrastinator. Sure. <laughs> what about you? What about me? Are you a procrastinator, or do you need, um, like. I'm getting better. Yeah, me too. Uh, when I was, uh, you know, for most of my life, yes, I'd say I'm a procrastinator. But uh, over the last couple of years, I've been keeping a calendar and sticking to a plan a little bit better. Uh, not to say I still don't procrastinate, but uh, I, I still, rec- I still edit every episode of my podcast like the day before yeah. it's released, <laughs> even though I record weeks ahead of time. Yeah, I was so that's all, you know, uh, I'm always looking to get better at everything I do. So you're somebody I look at in the podcast world who's a little bit more professional than I am at this point. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) In a sense of scheduling things out um, and being ahead. uh, Like, so like, I'm going to record this episode. I'm going to probably, I got to go up north and I got rehearsal today. So I'm going to probably try to like download it and get it up today. Yeah. And then I'll share it some point this week when I get internet service up north or whatever, or whatever. But I'll probably like, uh, 
have it up. So, but you already have like episodes recorded, yeah. planned ahead, like in the Google Calendar. Like I, I <laughs> you're just way better than me right now, currently. <laughs> so just take it. It's a good well, job. You. Well, uh, you. you know, uh, always brings up your professionalism. You know, just try to be like you. Things that you do that bring to the table, marketing ideas. Uh, you, you know, you brought Bitly, um, and like the other audio. I, I'm not. Br- uh, um, now I can't remember. Headliner. Headliner and stuff. You know, so you're just always bringing these, you know, there's so much to do on the pot. You know, when you're running your own, it's not like we have like a crew of audio engineers yeah. or editors <laughs> or it's. You have to like do a lot of it yourself. Creating the pot, you know, the marketing. Like, I'm not a, like, I think I would be pretty good at marketing, but I don't have any experience or, you know, so I'm just like, okay, how do I, you know, yeah. get people to be interested in, you know, what I have to say? Like, there's like, I'm not necessarily good at that. I avoided writing most of my life in high school and stuff like that, and even college. Like I tried. Oh, I, I did too. Mainly right. because they're like, "Oh, you write it like a second grade level." I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, of course I'm not gonna write anymore. Then. Yeah, right. And then I didn't write until I came to improv. But I was like, "Man, teachers." Yeah, it's weird how a, such a, a narrow viewpoint of a like English teacher in K twelve could affect uh, you. Could yeah, right. I would have never thought, but yeah, I write fine. Yeah. Stupid idiots. Yeah. They're the idiots. Yeah. But also writing to me was like used as a punishment or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I'm like, I don't want to write. Like, it's a punishment. Like, yeah. stupid writing. That's See, I was the opposite. I, I, writing is like the only, or like English was the only, like, was like one of the only classes at school that I loved. What? <laughs> I, oh, I, could, yeah. I, I was so bad at math and science. Uh, really? But oh. like. I was, you couldn't get me to stop, like, reading and writing. In <laughs> <laughs> There's Michael's free. Just re- quit writing, Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael, we're doing math. Quit writing, please. <laughs> and on the other side of the aisle, I was very good at math. Yep, and I, like, saw kids that were bad at math. And I go, how are you getting A pluses on all your papers? Like, I was just so frustrated and didn't understand. Like, I still don't. Yeah, well, everybody's different <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I see it as a school teacher. Like, uh... Yeah, because a lot of times you just think people are like you and think the way you think, but it's, you know, like, everybody thinks differently. Everybody has a different viewpoint. Environmental circumstances are different, and who, who cre- that's what created you in yeah. some way. You know, all these different things. We're just a, a creation of everything that happened to us, basically. Mm-hmm. So. It's weird because me and my brother and sister are all bad at math and science, but we're, we're all good at English and social studies. Uh, so I don't know what if that's, like, just a... Uh, just from how we were raised, Is it nature or nurture? Uh, it's probably yeah. both. Yeah. In a sense, what about know. your parents? Uh, I, my mom's good at math, uh, <laughs> as far as I know, and uh, I guess. Well, I she could fool you if you're not. Throw some equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> well, I know that she wanted to be an accountant, uh, you know, for a lot of her life, and uh, I don't know about my dad. He's he's always been like very. Uh, technical, like cars. And okay. Car fitness. So I don't even know. Any like know background, or is he just interested and in, in he learned it through that way or hobby? I mean, I just think that it was like the work he came up doing, and uh, he's just always been in the automotive industry. So, okay. yeah. So, have a lot of people in this area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't actually end up living here until he was 25 or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. And actually, I think that is when he started getting in automotive stuff. So, uh, when he came here. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm assuming you have somebody that you know. In the, are you in the automotive? My, no, no. Okay, I don't know. But my, both my parents. My right? mom was Ford. My dad was Chrysler. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little, little Romeo bit of, and Juliet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're crazy. These, uh, It's like a cult almost, I would say, like into some of these companies. Like, uh, you're not like you're not supposed to like drive like other cars into like their parking. Like, do not drive a Tesla. Oh, yeah. 
into a automotive parking lot. Really? Oh no! Like you're not even allowed to joke about it. Tesla, wow. like, you know they they can't you can't buy it. Like there's no car dealerships for Tesla, right? In Michigan. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like in uh what is that place called the uh, sh- the big mall in uh like the nearby Great Lakes where you or live. something? Great Lakes, Oakland. No, no, no. It's like uh, I don't showcase. know that far. Uh, what is that place called? It's uh, like a suburban, not suburban showcase. <laughs> I can't yeah. even think what it's called. What is it? Uh, like, anyway, it's like it's just a big mall. I okay. can't remember what it's called anymore. Yeah. Something collection, maybe. Oh yeah, uh, I Somerset know exactly. Yeah, yeah, Somerset. Yeah, yeah. Somerset. I was like, yeah, it was on the, the tip heck? of my tongue. Why don't you just call Somerset Mall? God, you were so forgetful that it made me forget. Yeah. I was like, I know Somerset. I know um, he's trying to say Somerset. They have a Tesla store in there. It's like uh, a, you go in, and they have like a. Like a store in But there's no car in there, there's right? A car. You, oh, there's a car. There's a car in there. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't think... I, so, I was like, why don't they just have a dealership? But you're, you're not allowed to have dealer because there's laws against it because of, guess who? The lobbying from yeah. the big automakers and stuff like so, that. Wait, uh, so how... I don't know. I don't, I'm going to have to check this out because you can't have a car dealership. So maybe it's just like uh, they've somehow probably got away. This you is can't the only have thing like they, an electric so, car dealership or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you can buy stuff from direct from Tesla, but in Michigan, yeah. And the dealerships have such a so the dealerships and like the car manufacturers are like separate entities like, uh, but they're tightly woven together. Yes, so yeah, it's de- like yeah, yes. Uh, Kim, my fiance, actually is part of the marketing that goes to like the dealerships. It helps them like figure out their plans and marketing scheme and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're separate, but they're woven together. Seems like pretty well. And so Tesla's like, hey, we don't want to have a dealership. We just want to sell directly to the customer. And uh, the dealerships are like, uh, fuck no, because <laughs> we don't want to send a, a precedent for it. Which is so stupid that they're able, not only are they able to be like, hell no, because that's protecting our hide. Yeah. But uh, to be able to be like, just cock block it, yeah. totally. So I don't get, like, <laughs> I thought people love capitalism here. Yeah. What? Like, that's not capitalism. No, not at that's all. That's like an oligarchy, elitist type of going, hey, you know what? We like what we have already. We don't want anybody else want this. We're going to make laws so nobody else could get to where, what we're doing or do it better. Yeah, I, I think just... it's it, It's like perfectly capitalism yeah. because like it, uh, you know, keeping down and uh, keeping a whole market hold on anything and if it means like it's something that's going to try to change the game uh, totally just try to destroy yeah, it. I mean, that's, it out. that's how you win capitalism. That's <laughs> yeah. how you win monopoly and stuff like yeah. that. But it's not like true capitalism yeah. where like the best product's supposed to have the best, you know, like get out there to the people. If you if you want to win, just have the best product for the best price. Or It's like Walmart charging pennies for bananas to just completely blow out yeah. any local supermarkets or right. something. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't sustainable, but, but we're not losing anything. It's a drop in the bucket for us. So. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. We went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, Welcome yeah. to Mark's talk. Yeah. How did that start? Where was that? Where was the oh, start? We talking about uh, directing. My, we talked about my dad. Yeah. Talked about your dad. Oh, yeah. Out of the automotive industry. Well, yeah. Everybody's involved. But like, my dad works for like U.S. Steel. I mean, there's mm. that whole field. Like, uh, you know, somebody. It's affected by everybody. Yeah. My aunt. They had to move to like Tennessee because they closed the plant down. Like, just yeah. It involves so many jobs and stuff. Like, so I get like. So me wanting Tesla to come here and like be able to have true capitalism will affect actually a lot of people loved ones that we have who have jobs through you know through that field and stuff like that. But yeah, I, don't I know. always wondered why I had never seen a Tesla. 
And you know, like it's hard to get. Them. I mean, I'm like very rarely. I'm think like, I've I, seen I know two I see pictures of like out in, in Cali, and like everyone's driving them. Yeah, uh, but they're superior. Everybody says who drives one or like who's been in one, like they're superior cars. Like it feels like you're in like the future compared to like because like our cars like pull us. Kind of, I don't know. Like yeah. it's like a different feeling, and that that car just like flies from zero to sixty, like within. Well, no you're time. literally. I mean, it's you're being pulled from the engine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh so my hope I want so I'm I have a crappy Ford Fusion that my brother got in high school who's seven years younger than me so oh boy. this is like one of the worst cars I've actually had I've been kind of spoiled my whole life and stuff like that and got a new car so this is but the funny thing is like it made me and I used to have like nice clothes but now I could give care less about any of that stuff like give me a plain black shirt give me a crappy <laughs> car that gets me to place A to B or whatever like so I want to run that car. To the ground, basically, as much as possible. Get every like I don't, uh, I bought it for my parents for pretty cheap, so I don't have like a car payment. I got like really low interest. Like I don't feel like investing into my car. Like I know people who have like five hundred, six hundred dollars that they have a month payment, you know, with insurance and stuff like mm-hmm. that, plus more maybe. But like, like that just I can't believe it. But I want to get a Tesla, and I'm hoping actually Tesla talks about where. You can, like, because, you know, autopilot, you could drive itself yeah. and stuff. So eventually just to turn it into a cab while I'm at work. So it take me to work and then use it as, like, an Uber service or whatever. Hopefully it gets to that point. Uh, and then I'll make money while I'm at work. Right. That would be wild. Yeah. What an idea. Yeah. My dad was like, well, that's just a waste. I go, well, how's it a waste? And he was like, hold on, let me think. And, like, he's like, I'll get back to you. But Because yeah, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. If it's there. So that's my hope is I could eventually invest, save money, get a Tesla, and then something will actually bring me back money as an investment. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have to – I know it has autopilot, but do you have to have, like, a person in the front to, like – Right now you do. But okay. I'm hoping – I'm thinking – I'm thinking, a couple, like, a few years in the future. Yeah, once, yeah this technology is not perfected yet. Uh, but people are scared of that. People are scared of, yeah. like, not having control. Because believe me, I love having control of my life, and I have uh, things. But, like so, – doesn't mean it's safer. No, yeah. exactly. I will. I'm begging for it because I. That's like the worst part of my day is driving. I just hate it. It's like just such a. I just need to get here. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. I, I I have mixed feelings because like I, I hate like driving to work, but I love road tripping. Okay. I love driving on. I like Emily. Anytime Emily and I go on a road trip, it'll you know we'll be driving for like seven hours a day. And Bonding I'll drive, experience. I I'll drive the entire time. Yeah. And I love it. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about it, but uh. So I feel like I'd lose that with the autopilot. When I'm <laughs> driving long distance, I feel like I, I have to. I hate not driving. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hate not driving in general. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I don't like being a passenger. Yeah. No. Nope. I, I get anxiety. I don't get anxiety. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I need to do. So- I always feel like I need to do something. Yeah. And I think that's it. I like to have control. Well, that's why I text and drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> enough just to drive. Yeah. <laughs> have like a drink or two. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to take a little bit off. <laughs> it's too easy. Uh, but drive, kids. the highest uh, like fatality for teens is like car accidents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, can't be worse <laughs> than what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it's just a hard feeling to know like I could deal with like, hey, you killed my kid. But I can't deal with, like, some computer killed my kid error, mm-hmm. like, computer error. I don't know. Maybe that's harder to deal with? Or oh, I feel like it – I don't know. I feel like I'd be the opposite. Like, oh, my God, a freak accident rather than some malicious person or, like, some person was just so carefree that they decided to drink and then get in the car. Like, yeah. I feel like that might be easier to deal with. I was, I was watching this. I was at this uh, conference, and they were showing, like, a mock-up of, like, what it would look like if all the cars on the road were – 
connected and uh, auto drive and everything. Yeah. And they were all, it was like, it was like a river and it was, there was oh. no stoplights or anything. Yeah. yeah. All the cars, they were like, they were turning in front of each other and weaving in and out and like, it looked crazy. And people were just like walking across the crosswalk without stopping, like, or hesitating. And the cars were coming at them and it, the cars knew when to like how to stop maneuver around it and around stop. Or... Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do that <laughs> if a crosswalk, just like walk out into traffic. Oh, yeah. Wow. I would be like, eh, I was just, I'm going to go walk back home now. Yeah. I'm not walking to my destination. Yeah. I'm going to get in my car now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get it. But yeah, uh, future is pretty crazy. Like, who knows what's going to happen in the next five years. If yeah. we make it. If we make, yeah, it. If we make it, yeah. You know what? That's what real limit happens, though. Yeah. When, like, shit happen, like goes down, like, that's going to be limit. Like, if, like, the climate change where everybody just goes crazy, like, no government can save you that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're... Life or death, and it's yeah. So if you guys want to join my club, I have an idea <laughs> for if this ever happens. So like, there's a meeting place that we're gonna go up north. We're gonna like stake out. We'll have guns, food, a good there group of go. people. So just to let you know, if you want to come into my club, yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on it. It's always good to have a backup yeah. plan. I feel yeah. like yeah. See, this is what see. I can't just sit still sometimes. My mind's always like thinking of like just crazy things, and I need to like meditate more or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. I need to do yoga. Oh, yeah. My back hurts. I do a lot of stretching. That's something I've been doing is doing a lot of stretching. I think that's America, again, right there, is like, we're so, we're not loose. We're so, we, are very we have tired. very bad diets. Yes. We don't oh, exercise. Yeah. We yeah. don't stretch. Like, stretching, I used to think was for P words. I don't want to say the word. P words. Peter Pan. P words. Peter Pans. Yes. Yeah. A bunch of Peter Pans, you know? Like, me and my boys, we didn't stretch. We just go play, man. Let's go play a game. Like, we're going to beat you. We're not going to, like, sit here and stretch. Like, that's what we thought. That's just the mentality. I'm just telling you how No, it no. I, I, it's a common mentality. Yeah. Right? It's just so I feel stupid like it's like, now. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating to see high school kids with their great bodies to do whatever they want. <laughs> no stretch. Their hot, yeah. tight little bodies. No, I did not say hot. Yeah. I bet, it'd be, you know, as you get older, you're like, I wish I had that, that hot, youth tight little body. The youth and that energy, not, like... <laughs> Uh, I have a school teacher. You cannot say stuff. Oh, like right. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> Sorry. But <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, yes. yeah. For those of you, yeah, hopefully the, any principals listening, that was an absolute joke. I don't know if my principals care about what I have to say, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. I don't think any, I just assume nobody's listening. It's just me and a yeah. couple friends talking. Yeah. yeah. These devices might be recording. They might not. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I remember I would used to, uh, Jump off the the roof of my one story house <laughs> and roll in the yard and like n- no damage. Now doing that oh as God. an adult, I was like, I die. Yeah, Jumping off my one story, my, both my legs would explode. My knees would. Oh yeah, yeah. The stuff you used to do as like a kid and be able to put your body through. I was like, I used to do that all the time. And Why were you just jumping off, off your? Just cause <laughs> just I was cause just like, could. wow, I could, Showed and off. like I had enough uh, runway, so I would just be like, I can climb up through here. I Spider Man <laughs> through like a corner. Now, yeah, even that, I was like, how the hell? <laughs> just showing off the old people. How did I do people. that? Like, yeah. look at this body. Look at this young body. I'm gonna show you guys what it can do. Yeah, be jealous. I yeah, I could never even even when I was a kid, I was always a fat little tubbo, so uh-huh. I could never do anything like that. So you never did you ever like take any risks? You ever hurt yourself, break bones? Nope. 
Nope. No. Nope. Those red books should roll. I think the only time I ever hurt myself was when I rolled my ankle once. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting on the and so I ended up sitting on the couch for like two days with an ice pack. But, oh, okay. Uh yeah, never broken a bone before or I, I think like the the first time I ever really started taking any sort of like physical risks um is has been recently uh, in, <laughs> a, in april i started rock climbing at wayne state what, what? Oh, the, the you know the, they have a rock wall at yeah, the, yeah. The, the the gym there that's and pretty cool so i you know even though i'm not a student there anymore i like you paid, just pay there. just to do the oh, rock wall okay um i thought you were so famous that like, yeah, you're like, like michael dupree it's that. michael dupree yeah, he's climbing uh, the rock wall again I'm, like he does <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that's what i've been doing lately uh and it's uh it's, I know it's weird. <laughs> that's not like a, a it's a lot of fun. Like usually people like work, do other workouts, maybe get into like, yeah, I'm just rock climb. I just got yeah. into rock climbing. I just rock climb. <laughs> it's a crazy workout. I, I bet. Yeah, oh yeah. You're using all your muscles. So I got to do it. You're mostly using your, like, your wrist and forearm muscles, and uh, they like get really tight like you I can't, like when i'm done with the workout i can't even like close my hands it's a good workout well that's <laughs> it's, a good I mean, it worked yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is this feeling yeah. what's going on I feel like i could <laughs> kill a grass Gra- kill a grass kill a grass yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> wow grass you got, at the top of the rocks you got a little too tough there man <laughs> <laughs> now you're going you get so tough so like, i'm gonna kill grass start pulling ripping grass off. i would never i would no, never kill yeah, grass i don't even mow the lawn <laughs> <laughs> Wayne State's landscaping bill is through the roof because Michael's just constantly killing the grass after he's done climbing uh, yeah. the rock <laughs> Ripping out. Who the hell is doing this? Leave All him right. alone. That's famous Michael Dupree. <laughs> yeah. No more rock climbing. Yeah. For that guy. Destroy the rock wall. <laughs> You'll save the lawn. <laughs> Start smashing it with sledgehammers. Yeah. Uh, have you broken any bones or take any? I mean, no. you jumped off. Uh, the worst thing. Where were your parents at when you were jumping off your house? Uh, Did they know? Working, I was a, I was like a babysitter. My mom, <laughs> you're the babysitter. <laughs> my dad would work during the day, and my mom would work like nights or whatever. So, or and, and then we always like switch off, but it would always be so that like nobody was home or someone was sleeping. You so I was that. raised by babysitters and babysitters. Just Baby don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I was babysitting, I would care more about so, uh, the child I'm watching jumping off the roof than like. My, I would if it was my own kid. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, nowadays, probably, but back in the the early the nineties, yeah. My mom ran a daycare. Oh, yeah? My whole life, so yeah. like uh, throughout the nineties and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, it's hard for me to hear that you're, like, I feel like a babysitter is pretty crucial. Like my mom spent so much time with kids. Like, oh yeah. Uh, there's kids now that come back, you know, that had her twenty years ago just to like because she had such a profound, you know. Different made a difference on some of these people yeah. and stuff. So, uh, she's had kids who had kids that like she babysat. You know what I'm saying? You know you're doing a good job then when like, <laughs> all right, you babysat me. Like I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I don't have any kids, but it, I have a dog. It's hard to trust anybody. Oh yeah, with a kid or a dog. Like I, that feeling. Like I didn't get that feeling as a kid. Like shut up, mom. Like go. You know, like I'll be fine or whatever. But like, no man, you put a lot of trust in somebody. So. Like, did your parents know that you had shitty babysitters, or uh, they weren't exactly <laughs> shitty? I was just a monster as really? a kid. I'll say that. What? So uh, the babysitters were good, but like, I was like constantly trying to do shit like that, like jump Why? off the roof. And so as soon as if they would blink for like more than a lot, like a normal amount of time, <laughs> I'd be outside and like already halfway up on the roof or something. So I don't blame them at all. They're, oh, okay. They were fine babysitters. They were fine babysitters. Sorry, didn't mean to say that. Uh, babysitters. 
the worst my mom's injury. A babysitter. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom pulled my arm out of my socket when I was like two because I was again bouncing off the fucking wall. Yeah, and she was like, "Sit down." How bad she, you feel? Huh? How bad did she feel? Not too bad. Really? But like the doctor was like, uh, apparently <laughs> gave me like a talk. I don't, even, I don't remember this at all. And I was like, no, this, I don't yeah. Like he D- did the. Does your mom? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's uh, like yeah. I feel like no matter what, if you a child goes it hurt. At least my mom always felt this way. Like they were accusatory of like her like some way like abusing and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wonder if that's just like how doctors and nurses are. Like now. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, to a certain degree, like if a child comes in with like some sort of bruises or injuries, something like that, it's like mm, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> but kids are kids. Like I've seen kids like yeah living in a daycare. Like kids get hurt. All the freaking time, oh, yeah, yeah. running around, playing, jumping, you know, boys especially. You know, boys. I don't know. Well, maybe not you, because you're doing so much reading and writing. But like, <laughs> yeah. we like to wrestle around and oh, do yeah. wrestling moves. Hey, I, I, you're just a spectator of wrestling. Yeah. Well, I play video wrestling video games. That's all. <laughs> <I got my laughs> That's all I'm, like, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, did you have any friends that would like physically wrestle and stuff or anything like that? Uh, probably. I. I. I don't know. Not with me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I. Uh, uh, my brother and I would play wrestle. Oh, I love playing wrestle. Uh, we had a trampoline, and we oh. would like. Oh uh, my we god. Would play wrestle. I'm scared of trampolines. Yeah, the trampolines are my worst nightmare. I've never like would really? get on like friends. No, I was like no. no. So yeah. as you get hurt. Yeah, exactly. It's probably gonna be me. Because uh, yeah. I'll. Ding my head off. I used to fall down a lot of stairs, so I would always just, <laughs> if I, I, like all the time, like it was like just an occurrence, like, oh, Jason fell down the stairs again. fell <laughs> down. And okay. now my balance is like, I'm so tra- traumatized from it that I, I don't think I've fallen down the steps since. But How slow do you walk out? Like, yeah, God I, damn it. It's like... always a constant fear. But for trampolines, yeah, I just always imagined I was like, okay, I'm going to. Uh, fly up in the air and then immediately come crashing down onto like the rim of it or something, See, oh, or get my leg trapped in the springs. I was always worried my ankles were gonna like break. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Did you ever have any injuries on trampolines? Did no. anybody you know? And I wrestled on them. What? Yeah, I don't know. never had a problem. Trampolines scare me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's an irrational fear because I I don't think I've been on a trampoline. Yeah. Ever. I mean, I yeah. Th- yeah. I've, I mean, I've I've had hung out with people who like who fell. Who like were jumped and then they like landed outside of the trampoline yeah. and they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's always uh, never. They all have like that fencing around them. Yeah, uh, I didn't have one of those. Yeah, no, no. I just had an open, open, open concept, trampoline. Open concept <laughs> trampoline. Uh, yeah, always been scared of. Them. But I did have uh, those uh, like a uh, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan pillows that were like you could wrestle with. Oh yeah, pillows. I know exactly Body what you're talking. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I love those. Back when it wasn't a weird Japanese <laughs> weeaboo thing. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's yeah. that? I don't know what a weeab. What the? Uh, Ooh, sexy body pillows. Yeah. Now they're anime like hot, hot anime girls with showing their cleavage or body pillows. What? That people can sleep with and they're full size. Shut up. See, I did the same thing, but it was with Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would do it if I were going to do it. I know exactly the pillow you're talking about, too. Or, like, the pillow doll guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With his face all stretched out. Like a... Did you have a finishing move? Um, I think I used... 
I know my brother used the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh, yeah. That was his finishing move. My brother, my little brother, made up a finishing move, and I, I, I oh, totally yeah. forgot about this till now. We're talking, but uh, it was called he called it the Beaver move. Which I mean, he was like <laughs> he was like seven years old. So the <laughs> Beaver know. move. He also like uh, yeah, he would like make fun of my friends. He called my one fat friend three shamus and stuff. So, oh like, wow! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a seven year old, it's <laughs> yeah, three not just shamu, but three shamus. Not two. Not two, but you're three whole shamus. <laughs> you're three shamus. Wow. Uh, but he had a beaver, and I still remember it. Like he kind of, it wasn't a real move, and it hurt. Like it was something like if you're like laying on your stomach, and then like you fold your one le- leg over your other leg, oh and then my. you pushed. Like it was, it worked. It hurt. Oh, I remember what my finisher was now. Uh-oh. It was a submission. I, I did the arm bar. Oh, uh, I uh, like, and it would. I would actually make my brother tap out for real. Wow, wow. <laughs> I was very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I always told myself if I ever got into a fight, I would just immediately try to get them into the get arm, arm bar. That's good practice. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never been in a real fight before. So. That per- those people are lucky they didn't fight you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could sense. They, could sense they the do. They're like, that guy has a dangerous arm bar move. Yeah. Finisher. Well, it was always like uh, two times bigger than everyone else, too. So That helps. <laughs> do you guys remember uh, Stick It and Suck It? Or what? What? Like, <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. suck it, degeneration. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yes, exactly. Yeah. I remember doing that, I and now looking back, we used to do that like in front of teachers. We used to like teach them, hey, this means stick it, this means suck it. Wait, and I, I didn't know it was like talking about sucking <laughs> peepee. Yeah. I was like. Now looking back, I'm like, man, I was like so happy to know that and teach other people, <laughs> and that we were like just doing that all the time for no reason. No, you because you just taught me that. Yeah, I didn't know it was suck it or oh, I don't remember. Stick it. I didn't know it was stick. I, I never heard of stick it. Part. Yeah, I just I stick, stick it when you cross it. I don't know what. I don't even know what it means. But anything involving genitals, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, I just didn't get it because I was like, yeah, that's what they do at the show. Yeah. Oh, and just you didn't to repeat, know? you didn't know. Your ass better call <laughs> somebody. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, yeah, so many, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, I coach... Like human cartoon characters, like, we just repeating their catchphrases. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I coached <laughs> hockey when I was, like, 21. My brother... So it was my brother's team, so he was, like, he was like 15 or something. And... Uh, one of his best friends and a family friend of mine, uh, like his older brother I played hockey with, well, their dad was my assistant coach or whatever. <laughs> this was funny because I'm like some 21 dork. You got like this older dude. But anyways, his son's on the team. And he's kind of an asshole. Like mm-hmm. he would get like, he would like argue with the refs and so, like just get us like, I'm like, stop arguing with the refs, man. You're getting us a penalty. Like the refs, like it's not doing us any good. Plus you're like, we're here for the kids. Like we're supposed to like be the professional like adults and stuff like that. You're this dad like yelling and complaining and swearing. It's just ridiculous. Uh, well, his son, we're playing in a game. They get in a little riff raff or something, and the parents are like yelling at him. And he does the suck it thing to him. Ah. And he got a, he got he had to go in front of like a judge or something or like the oh hockey God. judge. Like, what? He got suspended the rest of the season. He had to go in front of like a like yeah for doing that. Oh my God! Yeah, like fourteen or fifteen. Tell the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Just to think of how often I used, to, like I I didn't think anything of it because yeah. people would just do it as you were crossing the hall. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. Hey, Mr. Principal. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> like, well, you're in elementary school. I'm assuming you're elementary school. Or this high school. <laughs> uh, I, it was definitely young for sure. I'm assuming elementary school. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you're so innocent. Like you don't even hit puberty yet. Like no one's gonna jumping off roofs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't time. imagine you at the teacher's lounge after. Uh, uh, all the kids are telling me to suck their peepees or something. I, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> do they think I'm? Uh, 
I just don't uh, get it. Uh, kids today. <laughs> kids today. I know. Every adult says that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doesn't yeah. matter what period. Yeah. Oh, these kids are going to ruin us. They're like, they're freaking kids. They're idiots. Yeah. They're like, get over it. <laughs> it doesn't change. Uh, they do stupid stuff. Yeah. Not saying it's allowed. I'm just saying. No, no. Yeah, Expect for sure. it. Yeah. It's expected. You're, That's why you're learning. You're constantly learning all of the. That's what the adults are there for. You're like, yeah. hey, please, yeah, stop telling people to suck it. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Could you not tell people to suck it? Bro? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you could also tell by like intent. You know what I'm saying? Like you was just use boys oh, sure, being sure, stupid yeah. boys. Like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. You're being mean or malicious to people. Yeah, I guess at a, yeah teenage age. The, yeah. the harsher the part, you know what this means, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're going to suffer repercussions for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I will not suck your pee pee. Like, d- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dealing with kids sometimes, like, you want to laugh, you know, but you know, you're not supposed to laugh, so you got to wait till like they're not around before you laugh. Sure, sure, it's funny oh, stuff, yeah, because yeah. like, they're gonna repeat it. If yeah. they hear you laugh, they're yeah, like, oh, oh, it's okay, this gets them. Yeah. I'm gonna say it all the time, yeah, now. yeah, yeah, like, oh. Yeah, like that. I'm sure parents, you know, like you, my, I remember doing stuff and like seeing my mom laugh, like, oh, okay, she likes this kind of. Like, I'm gonna get away with this a little bit more. I so. remember when my cousins were super young, and uh, I, I, I don't remember. Uh, it was like, hey, uh, you know, uh, don't leave your toys out in the middle of the floor, and uh, just like he was way too young to even notice, but he was just like, bitch, and then we <laughs> we all started losing it. He was just like, bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> Oh yeah, kids. When they do something daring, they'll like say it, and then they'll like look at you for like a reaction to see. And then yeah, if kids or other kids are laughing and stuff, like like, they knew. Yeah, he knew he was not supposed to say it, but he had no idea what it meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Working with kids. Yeah, working with kids. (sighs) (sighs) That was a good time, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a good time. Uh, Any advice for me, guys? Being on the farm team. You know, Advice. that you guys have, like, learned. So, let me, my thinking is, I love sports. You guys know that. Yeah. I'm trying not to talk or play. you. We were, like, introducing each other and stuff. I was like, hey, guys, uh, I have a sports podcast. I know we're not supposed to talk sports and comedy and stuff, you know, <laughs> improv. Yeah, so. I think there's a play. Yeah, I think there's definitely. Very minimal. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah. I mean, because it's a very accepting group of people. They'll do minimal sports. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I get it. If you're not interested in something, like it is what it is. I have other interests too. It's like I'm not just like a one-dimensional type of no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sports. So uh, I forgot what I was saying. Though. I was just saying that. Uh, oh, so uh, I I see farm team as like a sport team. I see improv to me. I view it as a sport. Like I'm not competitive with anybody else and stuff no, like yeah. that. But I'm always trying to get better, and I see it as a, a a collaboration of a team and stuff like that. So now I feel like I'm a part of this 25 man team. Now I just get to, I guess, explore and try to find, like, even if I was the 25th man, whatever, I have an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and I, like, last person picked to make the best of it and stuff, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you so weren't. what's your you advice? You were not the last person picked. <laughs> uh, uh, you were actually part of the auditions. Yeah. Or was, not, was, oh, not uh, the, uh, you were. Judging. Judging. Yeah, mm-hmm. very judgmental of you. Yes. You were, <laughs> is that weird being on that side to it see was everybody? Very weird. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> because partially just because like, I mean there were other members of the farm team that I was on auditioning mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. judging. Yeah. And I mean I I don't know how much my my say ended up mattering in the end, but um I mean the, the other judges seem to respect my opinion. So. I th- I believe so. I'm thinking of the other people involved. I know Big Daddy loves you. Yeah. Like that's He's your boy. My dad. 
Yeah, like uh, yeah. <laughs> he so uh, in his eyes, you couldn't like do no wrong. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> you're a son, basically. No, uh, uh, but I'm, yeah, all those people really respect you. And I mean, you're one of the funniest people. Both of you guys, some of the funniest oh, people I met. Yeah, uh, one of the, f- I mean, my friend Adam came and saw one of the first shows. Uh, we came to Colony Fest a few years ago when it was at the Black Box. Yeah, and we saw uh, Brothers and Sons. Oh yeah, which was you and Nate Hudson and Nate's Where brother. We were wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah, Hawaiian. Sh- it was that. great. It was. I mean. We loved it. It was oh, a wow. great set. Uh, I still remember. Like you guys did a superhero scene that was hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So that was what. Um, so both of you guys been done a great job. Uh, hilarious people. So I think you're both definitely respected comedically uh, within the community. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, for sure. Um, you know. So I, I've talked about this a little bit uh, before, I'm sure. But you know, I. I I, I think I started the travel ban. I don't know if there's any dispute. Yes, you like did. you know, I I just kind of yeah. asked people to join and stuff like that. Yeah, you're like, hey, you, you and you and you. Let's yeah, do a troop together. that's how you gotta do it. Yeah. Well, uh, well, actually, <laughs> I, I tried to sign another troop up for a Thursday spot at Pointless. I think is how it started, and nobody could really go except Kyle. I'm like, all right, here's an opportunity. Maybe I have a spot, and I kind of like you know, we've been going to like uh, Monday nights and stuff like that. So if you are getting into improv, please go to Monday nights. You need to get yeah. stage time. Oh yeah, do the open jam, and you'll and just meet like. a ton of people. You yeah. play with people that aren't in your class, and yeah. you'll be like, wow, I work a lot better with yeah this person, and like you just you won't know until you. Uh, yep. So that's how I met Nate, and that's how I met you yeah. uh, going to Monday nights, and then Anthony was in my class and uh, before, and Kyle's in my class, uh, but I picked all you guys, and all you guys. Like, I didn't know. Like, I knew you guys were good, but you guys all done, like, amazing things, like, since that point, you know, that we kind of, and it was, it's it's great to watch, but it's also at a point, like, man, when's my turn? A little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. No, Tom. Well, it's, no. Know, well, now it, is the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, that's why I, I want to jump on this moment, because I feel like I've been waiting a little bit. Oh. Uh, go ahead. Well, I guess, I guess that's my advice is just, like. I mean, you have two years max yep, yep. Uh, on the team, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Take every opportunity. Every opportunity. I wanna... the, everything you put into it is what you'll get out. Exactly, yeah. right? So uh, use every opportunity. And also another thing I would say is don't uh, rely just on the farm team to make your opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like the show that I directed and, and the show that that Jason did, they were both done outside the farm team. Okay. Um. So even though you're on the farm team, you always utilize those resources, but don't think that that's all you. So you would recommend to even try it, like so, like today, uh, Margaret Edertowski. I, I know I butchered her last name. Uh, no, Margaret has her show coming oh, out. Right. Yeah. Uh, did I say it? Uh, or she's having auditions yesterday and today or whatever. Yeah. And it was yeah. something I'm like, do I want? Like, I don't want to overcommit to other, you know, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's that. Uh, so. If you don't, if you feel like you're gonna be, you know, cutting yourself. Yeah. spreading yourself thin because that doesn't work right no. like when yeah. you're spreading yourself thin you're really not giving a full yeah. commitment I started to the, something I ended up doing that all, a couple times throughout my farm team tenure <laughs> did you feel like it hurt some productions because you weren't able to give full I don't think I, I I wouldn't I don't think that it hurt the production it just hurt you uh, it hurt me yeah. <laughs> like how much sleep you got or yeah. you know, and like... it also just reduced the amount of commitment that I was able to contribute to the farm team mm-hmm. exactly. uh, I was doing all these other things outside of the farm team so while I will say try to make some of your opportunities outside of the farm team to diversify where, where you're doing who you're playing with what yeah. you're doing but uh uh if the farm team is what you're trying to commit to really hardcore then definitely that ma- uh, make that your priority <laughs> well it seems like they have a lot of stuff available like a little bit more than maybe they were prepared when you guys joined because i mean it was brand new yeah like, yeah uh, it seems like the farm team is a lot more thought out yeah now. well you have two years to do it now a little yeah. bit so that kind of helps like yeah. that's i mean anything's gonna have growing pains 
uh, I mean, starting the the Planet Podcast Network. Like, yeah. we've done this for how long has it been now? It's uh, about a year, definitely over a and year. A half. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we go through some growing. You you learn stuff. Like, you can't predict everything. That's why, like, I love just doing stuff, and I kind of hate college a little bit. Is because like it's all theoretical sometimes. Oh yes, you know for, what I'm saying. I, I feel like college is such an outdated thing, especially with like like I went for like computers stuff and then anything four years after the fact like they come up with a curriculum over like 10 years or something yeah and then four years later it's It's all irrelevant yeah yeah like i'm sure you're like you're you have to be up to date if you're teaching as a professor is it uh, i would hope they're up to date but maybe they're not maybe they're teaching what like you said like a a curriculum that's like four years old and stuff like that i had a teacher uh amongst many others but when i was in media arts at wayne state i had a teacher who was teaching us stuff from like the 80s like yeah. theory oh, yeah. and stuff from the 80s and just showing us like little VHS tapes and it's like guy we're on like digital media now yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, this isn't relevant so what I'm saying is like I would almost recommend especially if money is an issue for you we don't have much access like don't put yourself into a ton of debt for something that you're not even sure that you're going to finish like yeah. how, you know how many kids change their minds and stuff like that oh, like yeah. I changed my life or mind a few times in college yeah. I have like 180 credits like and, yeah it was ridiculous wow Yes, I went for six years. Yeah. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basically you know I, I, I went for three. I was efficient. Yeah, <laughs> I I knew what I wanted to do, and I, computer science had like the lowest credit requirement okay, of all yeah. the degrees because so many people drop out of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Because I mean, um, some don't like it, but I'm sure others are like feel like it's probably like a waste of time, and especially computer science people. Like you got to be up to date. Well, the problem is they get so into the theoretical. Like yeah. I, the only knowledge I use from my college education. Is from like the first year, yeah. And then I felt like I could, I could get a job and do professional work after, after like that. a couple months of learning so, stuff. So. And like colleges, like it's getting more expensive. And if oh, you talk yeah. to like professors, they're not adding professors. They might add more adjunct professors, which is not good either. Yeah. Like they're adding more administrative people, and it's all paperwork. And like those people are the people that are getting raised. It's it's a joke. Yeah. It really well, is a joke. That's the next bubble, right? This student loan. Something's People are just going to be like, why am I going to pay this? Well, yeah. I mean, what is it, what's it getting me? I'm working at a coffee shop. Or something yeah, like right? I mean, even if you're making 50000 you but if you have a good degree from somewhere like Michigan, you, you, you have an $80,000 student loan debt or something yeah. like that. Like, or, you're yeah. never pay. It takes forever. The interest to load is like your payment. Yeah. So something's got to change with that. So as a teacher, I have a hard time telling kids, yeah, go to college, spend your money, yeah. take loans. Like At the time, it just was like seemed like the only option. But now it's just like, yeah, why did I? I don't know. Like, uh, especially with like, like my younger brother didn't go to, to college. He went to like firefighter academy and then uh, worked at a plant. Now, like he... Uh, works at a dispensary. Like, he just learned all about weed and growing, and, like, he just knows so much about that. Like, it was such a weird path, but he never, he yeah, he never went to, like, yep. a four-year college, or, and he still got a, he's successful in his career. So. Yeah. Well, skilled trade's a big thing right now. It seems like, uh, supposedly, yeah. like, a lot, there should be a lot of openings. This seems like to be the older generation that did that, not, so... Uh, but you got to be careful with that, too, because then sometimes, like, I know what schools will do. They're like, hey, we need a lot of people in this field. And then they just overpopulate, send everybody to that oh, field. Yeah. And then by the time they are getting jobs, like, every, like it's already been saturated that yep. it really isn't that field that everybody was talking. So it's hard to predict. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Just you go, gotta do what you want. Just go with your heart. Go yeah. follow your heart. But like, think about these kids, though, man. Like, you have all these people like telling you in high school, like your counselor, that you need to do this and that, and your parents yeah. probably oh. tell you something, and it's just like nobody even knows. But everybody's yeah. acting like they know. Yeah, exactly. Like you need to do this. You got to take. I try to be real as much as I can with the kids. Just like, like take care of yourself. Yeah. Better yourself. Start with you. Start with your family, and then your block, and then your community. Like. You know, that's it. Just starts with you. Dang, it really yeah, does. I wish, yeah, I wish I had someone in high school that told me that. Yeah, stamps for you. Well, thank you, man. But like, I, I love teaching. I really do. Like, I love watching people do stuff that they weren't expecting that they could do that themselves. Yeah. Or, or so I teach history. I'm a co-teacher, which is really cool. So it was like me and this guy. Uh, he was on uh, Mr. Hurley High. But we have a lot of fun, man, just going back and forth and having dialogue and like the kids really. You know, I heard. I didn't. You know. You, I didn't know, but then I heard a few kids like, man, this is like my favorite class and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, man, cool. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Like one kid, like he doesn't like school. Like I rip on him all the time because all he talks about is video games and stuff like that. But like, it's like, uh, I get it. I'm telling him I get it. Like I get, dude, I used to play a ton of video games and stuff like that. But I'm trying to also be like, don't let it control your life. It's ruining your life, man. You're not getting any sleep and stuff like that. Mm. You kind of smell. Mm. Uh, uh, you know uh, what I'm saying? Like you're uh, coming yeah. in pajamas and stuff. Like I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. Apparently your parents don't give up crap. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is hard. But like, I try to be as real as I can with everybody. It's the approach that I've learned to take, I guess, from teaching the last eight nine years. You know. Did that resonate with them or? Uh, uh yeah. I I mean, we'll see. You know, uh, we just had a big summer break, so I'll probably see him. You know, when so, you know comes around. Like he did better in my class. Like he didn't do. All the work, I don't. I wasn't expecting him to do, but he was attentive and he was awake. And uh, when I, you know, we, every every day we start off with like good things or something, you know, share positive things. So he's always, share, you know, he'll share. And he'll, I'm like, all right, no, no video game stuff this time or whatever. Right. And like, ah, but like, uh, but you know, at least he started doing things like uh, he was teaching his grandpa like how to play a video game and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I can appreciate that. You're you're spending time with family. And you're telling me he's enjoying this and stuff like that. I still want you to do other things, but like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to make everybody feel a little personable, I guess, you know? Like, I really don't care about the academics that much. Because mm. I feel like the academics will come. Kids will learn if they just feel accepted and feel comfortable and safe. Like, the learning will come. And it's got to be like genuine. Yeah. You know? Like, they got to feel like the teachers care, I feel like. And that's going to be so much more memorable than like, a guy who knows all the history. And does he even know all the history, first of all? Because, yeah. like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you might memorize pages, but you... D- but where did the Actually understanding from? the context and, yeah. like... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you might be able to, like, just repeat, yeah, information. But what was the point of that? Yeah, exactly. You know? Actually comprehending and uh, using that to well, also better... Also, under- make kids understand. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because you could talk at kids, which is different from talking to kids, making you know, having a conversation back and forth and yeah. stuff like that. Some some teachers you'll have just, all right, uh, open your books, you're gonna take notes while I just sit up here. And yeah, yeah. Just talk the whole time. Or any like English class where it's like you have to read a book. It's almost like a quiz. It's not really an experience. Yeah, or a comprehension, or it's it's not really the tests and like worksheets you have to do after that are kind of like it's just uh, memorize, answer, and then forget. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, that's what I did in high school a lot of times. I memorized information that I needed to take some stupid test, mm-hmm. take the test, pass it, and then I forgot it. Yeah. It was on to the next thing. Oh, like, yeah, it was a sure. means to an end. I didn't really care about what was being taught. 
I just wanted an A so I could get my mom off my back, basically. There you go. <laughs> and I could get an A because the work was easy to me. Yeah. So uh, I never did homework or anything like that. No, That's the other neither. thing I tell yeah. kids. I'm like, listen, man, I'm pretty simple. Don't be a jerk. Rule number, I mean, that's basically it. Don't be a jerk. I don't have tolerate. I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not going to let you disrespect yourself or anybody in this room. But definitely not everybody else. Like, it's one thing if you disrespect yourself. There's only so much I can do. But when you're, like, being loud and you're making everyone else's experience not as pleasant, I got it. Definitely. Like, no. No, no, no. Um, but I don't know, dude. Teaching's a, it's a crazy thing in this day and yeah. world because, like, you know, as adults, we're going to be like, these kids are different. But not only are the kids different, the families they come from, I oh, think, yeah. are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of parents, both parents work. And I think, I didn't understand this as a younger person, but I think it's very important to be family, to be together. Like, pe- to be around people that really care about you. Like, you can't just live with a babysitter. Because yeah. that babysitter probably is not going to care much about you as your parent would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would much rather, like, I wish, you know, and it doesn't have to be the mom stay at home. I would prefer <laughs> I'd stay at home. Like Kim, be the you know. If, but I wish we paid people enough that one person could go to work and take care of their family. Yeah. Instead of trying to put the kids on society, society's not going to raise your kids properly. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's what happens a lot of times. Is I try to do my best, <laughs> but I know that there's a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers have their own lives going on. Yeah. Like their own issues going on. They're not their own kids to take care of. So. I wish we could get back to the nuclear family a little bit more, a little bit more wholesome, I guess, or whatever. Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen in the near future because, again, both families are, I mean, you got to work. You got to take care of your kids. You got to get a house. You got to have food. So uh, society is a little bit different, I think, because in the 50s and 60s, you had somebody at home with your kids. If I called home, if I have to call parents, oftentimes the parents at work, you know how bad that sucks? To call a parent, it's because usually you're not calling your, you know, 95% of the calls are because of a bad issue, yeah. not a good issue. Especially, you know, a parent gets a call during the school time, like, fuck. You know, like, they're like, God damn it, I'm at work. All uh, I wanted you to do is, like, uh, be good. Uh, uh, yeah. You know? And then other, sometimes, you know, like, now we're in a society where my mom, if I got a call home, she backed that teacher up, backed that principal up or whatever. Now it's like, well, you know, it's all defensive. Like, well, your son did that. Well, wh- what made him do that? You know, it's like uh, instead uh. of like being on a team together, sure, sure, they like back the kid up, and like sometimes it empowers the kid. Oh yeah, and then like gives that like they don't tell the truth. Like, they got to be a team. The community, the school, and the community have to be a team. They can't be divided. And the, so I think leaders of schools are very scared now to do anything to punish a kid or like. Kids just lie, yeah. yeah. Like, kids lie all the time. My mom knew. It, uh, yes. She was yeah. like, I don't fucking believe yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Or when I would do something uh, at school, yeah, and get reprimanded. And uh, I'd be like, I didn't do that. I, I was reading or whatever. And then my mom was like, he's fucking lying. Yeah. Okay, I get it. And there I'll... was a time I was telling the truth, and my mom knew. She was like, okay. Yeah. And she would ask me questions. Like, that's that's parenting. Like, yeah. knowing your kid and stuff. And she helped me st- stuck up for myself. But unabashedly believing everything yeah. the kid says. Yeah. yeah. That's, just a, that's not helping anyone, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, and there's, like, I'll have parents say, like, the principal are out for their kid and stuff like that. And I'm just like, ah. When you already have that mentality, it's hard to, like, be on the same page. I try. You know, I, I'm like, okay. Because I got to br- bridge that group together now. Like, I'm in the middle of you thinking, the, you know. And I got to convince you that I'm on your kid's side. I just want them to be what's best and stuff like that. It's not already there. There's already a divide. I got to build that. And I get that because 
Parents are scared for their kids. I get that. Yeah. But you got to know your kids. Yeah. My mom knew when I was lying. I didn't know, you know, like it's funny now because I could tell what kids are lying and stuff too. But like, I'm like, how'd she know? Like, God damn it. Like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to become a better liar. Uh, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably why I'm a better, yeah. a good improviser because my mom was so good at knowing <laughs> if I'm lying or whatever. So I'd have to, like, all right, she's good. She's become real a good. trained classical actor just to fool your mom. Yeah. Like, like, cause like she was always on. And like, so like, my friends would be like scared of her and stuff like that because like if we were doing things we weren't supposed to, we'd try to like sneak in the basement or something. She just she just knew. She just knew and yeah, catch yeah. us and ask fifty billion questions. So I would always have like a plan, like, all right, this is where we were. And then like three, uh, four steps of like questioning. <laughs> I had, they're like, What? Like, why do we gotta do? I'm like, just if we wanna get through this, yeah, we gotta be prepared. Me. This is how thorough. <laughs> yeah, this is how she's this is how she throws you off. <laughs> uh one time we're at my friend's house. And we're in the basement and hanging out. And she came over like unannounced. So I'm like, let me answer the door. And he like ran up, answered the door. She's like, hey, you guys are doing it. He's like, he got all scared. I'm like, God damn it. Like, no one's prepared to <laughs> yeah, handle yeah. my mom. Let me handle my mom. <laughs> I've been doing this my whole life. That's fun. Yeah. But she's, uh, she's very good at getting the truth out of people and scaring them to like admit or, <laughs> you know. Do you have anybody scary like in your life like that? that? Uh, my dad. Your dad? <laughs> uh, See, my dad was. Two dice. Yeah, I was. My dad was intimidating as hell. I like. I. I like avoided talking to him when I was a kid. Uh, to the point. Uh-huh. To, a, to a point, just cause. To, I mean, I've got a good relationship with him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like he. Uh, yeah, he he was no no BS. <laughs> that's for sure. What about uh, you? Any disciplinarians or strict? Uh, yeah, my mom was definitely the more involved one, and then my dad. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to come home and, like, come to a fight. So, yeah, he was kind of just like, uh, let your mother deal with yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I threw a party one time. Uh, my parents went to Vegas. <laughs> and uh, I would have gotten away with it, too. If my dang cousin did it. Uh, I had like a meddling kids. Uh, yeah. I would have gotten away with it. Oh, dang. Uh, so it was pr- I probably had like a party like on a Friday night or something like that. And my parents didn't come home until, like, Sunday. Uh, but we still had, you know, that big tub of beer thing, uh, still Saturday. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my aunt came over. But my aunt's really cool. She wasn't going to, like, tell on me or anything like that. But mm-hmm. she brought her kid, too. Brooke, who's probably, like, three or four at that time or something like that. Really young. And uh, she wasn't going to tell. Uh, like, everything was cleaned up before my parents came back. My parents are back. And then, like, my cousin uh, was like, hey, Thomas threw a party. And they're like, what? And yeah, so told my mom. But my mom, like I said, is the scarier one. But she would do this thing where she was like, I'm going to tell your dad. But like, I was always be like, like, she said it to me, like, I should be scared. But I'm like, am I supposed to be scared? Like, usually he's pretty cool with stuff or whatever. <laughs> and like, we're eating and she brought it up or whatever. He's like, yeah, I figured. I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, like, uh, he was always just like, Super chill, but my mom always used it against me. She was definitely like the scarier one, but she was like, "I'm gonna tell your dad." But my dad got mad like twice in my life, and I won't like. He was just efficient with it, like you know what <laughs> oh, I'm saying. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Counted. Yeah, like someone if someone yells at you all the time, you're just like you get over it, you get used to it or whatever. But like, yeah, like when he got mad at me a couple times, like the one time I was just being an a hole, like we went to Toys R Us and I didn't get what I wanted, and I was being a dickhead to my mom. And he just had enough and just ripped into me. And I just started, like, bawling and crying. I still remember it, but he was right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but 
my mom could spank my ass, like slap it hard. You know what? It was like another thing or whatever. But my dad yeah. yelling at me was like, "Oh my god, well, what would I do?" Yeah, I'm like that guy is an angel. Like he doesn't get yell at anybody and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, it affected you more because it, yeah. it wasn't just always yeah. You're like, oh shit, I've really messed up yeah. this time because yeah. Like I was an asshole. Yeah, and I learned from that. It was the last time I really disproved, you know, like me and my mom, we would always argue. It was just something we'd do. I don't know. My, my dad said, even as a kid, I would sit on her lap. We'd argue, and then we'd be kissing each other's face up. We'd argue, like, just so, I don't know. It's been something I've been doing since the baby. Uh, but nobody else will argue with her. Like, nobody else stands up to my mom. Uh-huh. She's like that maternal type of, uh, loved, everybody loves her. Uh, like, cousins who have kids. Like, I think people get jealous, actually. Kind of like my aunt. Like, just everybody loves her because she's just, takes care of everybody and stuff, but no one argues with her. You know, she said, asked, hey, go do this. Everybody does it or whatever. I'm like the only one that kind of like sticks up to her. I think it's just our relationship or whatever. Probably why I'm not really scared of authority in any way is because like <laughs> I don't do well with like someone trying to like force me to do I'm will I'm a good person. I do good things and I but it's gotta be on my own accord, I guess. Yeah. I don't do well with authoritarian authoritative like disciplinarians. But anyways, anyways, sorry guys. No, yeah. Uh, did you guys know I had an ultra marathon runner on recently? Whoa! What? An ultra marathon? Is runner. that like over sixty or yeah, over hundred? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Kim's cousin actually is an ultra marathon runner. So when he was he he lives out like Utah. When he was in, I had him on. It's a great episode. He has some great stories of like, because uh, he's ran all over the place, like dogs chasing him and stuff, uh-huh. and just like you go through a lot. Uh, running an ultra marathon, so he just did one though, and he's really good too. Very, very competitive. If you could bet, like I mean, yeah. Uh, but he just did one last weekend, and it was a hundred miler. So he's never done a hundred miler, which is crazy, right? Yeah. And uh, so you could f- track him on some website that made him a track, and he's like doing pretty. He was like eighth, ninth, and then he was like in third at like halfway mark. We're like, oh shit, dude, like. This guy's doing great. Like, and then we found out that he had to like quit after like the fifty miler, like at uh, that point and stuff. Uh, he's never had to quit and stuff. And just knowing how competitive he is, I know this is gonna hurt him. But uh, he had like ankle issues and stuff like that, and couldn't go on. So I'm curious to talk to him. Uh, but I just want to give him a shout out. Uh, you know, I know he tried his ass off. He was training for it. Like, yeah. It's cr- it, it, when I talked to him, it just motivated me to like, God damn, I get back to like running at least a mile. <laughs> like this guy's out here yeah. killing it. Uh, but congrats to Zach, you know, keep pushing dude. Uh, you know, tough loss, you know, tough, you know, cause you just want to finish, you know, that's like the goal. Like you want to win and then you want to finish. So I know it's like, I know he didn't want to quit. Oh yeah. Cause know? my brother does marathons and you have to train like for a couple months before. Or whatever. Yeah. So ultra, I can't even imagine like, yeah, it's you a, just have to be always training or something. Like yeah. That. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Cause we went over his workouts and stuff like that. Like he just runs like six, seven miles, like average day and stuff like that. <laughs> oh and uh, Yeah, dude. And like through different terrain and just like, it's crazy. So I just want to give him uh, a shout out. Uh, some uh, sports news. Lion, yeah, some sports news, guys. Yeah. Like, uh, fumbling around. Uh, Let's Lions. start the show. <laughs> are we recording? <laughs> yeah. Wait, are we recording? No. Oh, yeah. That is my worst fear. Shame. Oh yeah. That is my. <laughs> I've had episodes. Uh, I've lost. Oh. I, I feel like it's gonna happen to be one of these. It's gonna happen it once. It will. Yeah. 
It will. I, and I'm going to feel I, so I'm, bad I'm to whoever's to on. It will happen. I know, dude. It's my word. Like, I always tell a guest, I'm like, if you see me looking at the recorder and stuff like that, I'm just making sure the times move it. I hope. Well, it helps that it's there. Yeah. Uh, I used, I used to, when I was over on that side of the wall, I would, I, after that happened, I propped it up so uh, I could always see yeah. it's recording. It hasn't stopped recording because mm. uh, yeah. that's what happened. Like, yeah. so I'll, I'll, yeah, I would have to get up and I'm like, tell them, I'm like waving the person on, like, keep talking, keep talking. Like, I'm, I'm listening. I just got to, I have to check this out because it's like, I buy, buy, I did. Yeah. It's a, yeah, a worry. Now that it's right there, you, you yeah, just yeah, like, peek uh, over. It's still working. Numbers are moving. So it's yeah. working. Uh, but lions, you know, those great lions. Lions. They suck. Uh, I know you guys aren't huge sports fans. Just to give you a heads up. That's an understatement. <laughs> We're part of the impress. This is what I'm saying about the impress. Like, there's not many. Uh, Tony Augusti, he's led me to some. Caitlin Shea, yeah. Kyle. Caitlin Shea's a sports fan? Hockey. Hockey. She's gonna, uh, uh, so she's coming out. We're going to focus on like hockey I fights. I am a hockey stuff. fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't f- follow it that close. I, well, I can't wait till we get internet in here. And like, I brought that. Big screen or not a big screen, but it's like a forty something inch TV or whatever. Oh. I want to have that hooked up. We can like watch videos and like I want to watch hockey fights. Like I need that to oh, yeah. by then and like talk about it and stuff. Or and then you know put the link on so people can then go to it. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do YouTube at all? Are you uh, doing video at all? Yeah, I haven't yet. No. Is that in the plan? That my pl- I want to. Like, I mean, yeah, I think eventually I'll start because I think YouTube's a big platform that we're not reaching. That's where I consume most of my podcasts. Right. Me too. Yeah. So yeah, we're not quite on there. No, not at all. So the only one that is is I mean they're not even on the planet the, the network yet is uh, Get Rich on YouTube. Yes, uh, which is McGettigan and Dustin Gardner mm-hmm. and uh, Adam. Adam yeah. is he is he on? I've seen him on a couple times. I don't know if he was on. He's it, like the uh, engineer. Okay, so uh, but yeah, so that's our only show or the, that we know of. They're not even part of like you said the Planet Podcast, which I got to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Mike didn't want to like. Push himself like, all right, we're on two. Or well, I don't know. Maybe Dustin doesn't want to. I don't on. know that they do a audio version. Okay, so. I think it is just on YouTube. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, I would so like it easily could be though. Yeah, yeah it think, might be. Yeah. I don't know. The show is very. I don't know if the show works as well without like being able to see Dustin's freakouts. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the videos and stuff they watch. And yes, you have to. Yeah, that has to be a video almost. It, that's a great show to watch live. Yes, and interact with them. Yeah, Dustin's all over the place. He's. A great guy. Yeah. He's just <laughs> I I know some people like don't really get him. They don't yeah. get. It takes a minute. Uh, it like, takes yeah. a minute. But it took me a doing, minute. Him and Sean did. We're doing the uh, uh, try it out, and then he was doing his like after show thing. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Yes, I, yes, I, yes. He he cracks me up, and he's just such a wild character. Yes, I agree. Uh, so yeah, check out that show. Even though they're not on the network, so I'm plugging a show not even on the network. Uh, yeah. But I want to do video stuff, and I have or a TV in here so we can watch videos, but also YouTube, and then. But that's part of my dreams. Uh, Lions cut Theo Riddick, so he was a running back, one of the running backs. Uh, so he's probably going to go off to some other team and do really good now, is my guess, because mm-hmm. that's what Lions do. They don't know how to win. People leave, and they could succeed other places. Uh, there's a question. You guys know Matt Stafford, yeah, quarterback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some wonder if he would be better, if he would have been better, like, if he would have been drafted by a different organization. Like, the Lions organization is just, like, the worst. Like, we've had great players, Barry Sanders and Calvin John, like, some of the best. Yeah. But, like, they don't know how to put a team around them. They don't know how to build, like, a winner. Like, it doesn't matter what players you get if you're not organized from the top down. Like, it starts with, like, leadership. So... My feeling is they're going to be bad for a long time until they get this thing figured out. Unless Matt, uh, unless Matt Patricia, who's the head coach, 
is some genius, some rocket science genius. So he's supposed he has like a background in rocket science or whatever. So <laughs> supposed to be like a really smart guy. Uh, unless he, I'm wrong about him, and he can turn this thing around. Uh, another thing they did, they signed an ex-Packer uh, who who's a former Pro Bowler. So our D line should be good. What's that? Fresh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, ex Packer Fred Farm. He's, He's gonna be the towel boy. Oh <laughs> so. gosh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, last thing I remember about that guy is like uh, he went to like Minnesota and played. And he was playing yeah, in, I remember uh, that. Yeah. against the Saints in a playoff game, and the Saints killed him. Like after the game, his ankle was like seriously like four times like a re- like it was so <laughs> big it was purple and black. Like he got addicted. He's addicted to painkillers. Yeah, wow, I mean that man. sucks, uh, dude. And he was like old too at that point. Like huge. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like it was. I couldn't believe how he got. I don't know how he did it, man. Playing on that bad ankle through that. Like he did. Like the and the Saints got a lot of trouble uh, because they were doing. Uh, they were the defensive team. We're giving like bonuses or giving money people like the people who hurt other players oh, on the other no. team and stuff like that. So they had like this big issue that they got a lot of trouble for for doing that kind of stuff. So like they had a big uh what is it called when you like put a target on somebody's back for money, I guess. Whatever. Like, uh, yeah, hit, a bounty, yeah, bounty yeah. yeah. Like so if you took Brett Favre out, like you were getting a big bounty from wow. all the other players and stuff like that. So like yeah. The last thing pretty... I remember about Brett Favre was his dick pics. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what 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 quarterback hasn't probably done that? That's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's. Why a little... would you Why would you feel the need? You're already a quarterback yeah. at a National Football League and have a ton of money. Why do you need to send a just send a car? <laughs> you don't need to send a dick pic. Send just come car. over. Just, just get you. over here. How just it... say come now. Now, <laughs> now. Just say how now. would you spell? Never mind. Yeah, come, C K U M. Come C K U M. Come now. Come. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. I don't think people use eggplant emoji anymore. Do oh, they? No. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I always feel like you're always hipper than I am to the young crowd. So I, I, just, I just go to you. Like, are they still using? I don't. Emoji? I haven't seen it much. <laughs> but I also don't sext. So. Yeah, uh, you're about to be a married man. Yes, about uh, to be. About to be. Uh, is it this month or next month? September 20th. September 20th. Uh, at Belle Isle. I'm oh, sorry. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> just anybody's looking out for you. Also, my know. social security number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited because that's where I'm having my at. So uh, yeah. I love the venue. And yes. I love Belle Isle. And yeah, that's great. You get to have like a test run. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> we're very to... excited to have a test run to see how it all works out. And, you're, oh. and then to see what goes wrong. I cannot allow that to happen to ours. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited that. Congrats. Uh, Thank looking you. forward. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, one more line today. TJ Hawkinson is looking good. He's the first round pick that they just picked, but uh, I don't know. What does that even mean? Like, is he looking good against other Lions players? Because I think anybody does that. So <laughs> I'm, I don't know yeah. what that means. Uh, Pistons, Blake Griffin, guys, uh, who's actually uh, pretty involved in like uh, improv and does comedy and stuff like that. So hopefully I can get him on maybe on the pocket. That'd be great. Uh, but. He is doing his best job to try to like recruit people to come play for the Pistons. And guess how many people he's gotten because of him recruiting? Uh, seven. <laughs> You're close. Uh, it's zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody wants to come here. Not a good team. Not a great location. Uh, yeah, like it is what it is. Like 
Blake's pretty good, but him, even if you get brought like another super, like they're not going to win a championship. They might be able to like finish fourth or fifth, maybe in the Eastern or maybe make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But like, we're so far away. It just sucks. And like, they might, they have, and what really sucks is that they'll, they'll probably be okay enough to maybe make the playoffs, which seems like, oh, hey, they make the playoffs, right? No, not in the sports world, guys. Hmm. You don't want to finish like eighth. In the like in your conference, make the playoffs and then just lose the first round, because then you're like in that limbo of just not you're never going to compete. But you're, then you need to suck really bad in order to be good, because that's how you get the best draft picks. Mm-hmm. So finishing eighth, we finish in the middle of the league, so we don't get a good draft pick. So we're not going to get like it just sucks. So they're at this you point right now. Dead last in the whole. Yeah, league. no. Unfortunately, the way the rules are written, you want to be like if you're not going to like compete, you want to tank basically. But it's hard to do that because if you tank, then no one's going to want to come to see your team and stuff like that. Yeah. So I get it we from like an owner's perspective. I get it from a player's perspective. Like if I'm playing, I, I definitely don't want to lose. Like yeah. I, I'm playing for my life. I'm playing for my next contract. Plus, like I'm competitive. I want to win. Like yeah, that's what I'm here for. So good luck to the Pistons. Uh, on to another losing team, the Detroit Tigers, who are thirtieth out of thirty oh, teams, dead last. Uh, so they're doing, I mean, hey, at least they're not, like, in that limbo. They're going for that because yeah. that first overall pick could be a huge improvement to, like, what they need to compete in the future and stuff like that. So, But they're historically bad right now. Like, uh, they're 1-11 in their last 12 games. They're 3-19 in their last 22 games. So, like, and they're minus 201 runs on the year. So they're getting killed every day. Like, it doesn't, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, they don't have any good teams right now. No, no, it's really bad. Like, if I went to go, there's not much Red Wings talk, nothing going on. But mm. again, like, didn't make the playoffs this they year. They didn't no, make the playoffs. No. They finished towards the bottom. Uh, pe- but there's hope with them because Steve Eiserman's back. Yes. Yeah, I saw anyway, that, yeah, everybody loves like, uh, what's the word when you love stuff from that? Ba- nostalgia. From, yeah, it's very nostalgic. I think. Yeah. From the you know, cause everybody loved the Red Wings in the in the nineties yeah. and stuff like that. It was so much fun. So to have but his nostalgia. heyday was not even with the Red Wings. It was, wasn't. It? He only played for the Red Wings. Huh? He only played for the Red Wings. Eisman. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he was a GM. He was a the GM lightning. at the Lightning. Uh, and okay. uh, did they win a Stanley Cup? They either yes. went to the final. They won a Stanley Cup. So that's not only is he nostalgic that like he's been part of our greatness and stuff like that, but he actually went somewhere and won. So people are excited that he has a winning background too. Was it him? Was it luck? I, I don't know. Is Are people too hopeful because we're bringing this guy back and they expect things to move really quickly? I, yeah, I don't know. So I'm expecting this year not to be very good. Yeah. Maybe make the playoffs or something. But the thing about hockey, you make the playoffs, you could win. Like hockey – is the only like sport where like every team that makes the playoff could actually has a chance to win. Like basketball, you cut half those teams out like right away. Like th- th- no, hockey, the eighth seed could beat the one seed, and it's crazy. Yep. Especially if you get a hot goalie. That's what I love about ho- like hockey playoffs. Playoffs is so much fun to watch. Yes, yeah. um, so fierce. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos, probably the best Tiger player, at least hitter. Uh, he's probably on his way out. Uh, they're trying to trade him. Uh, but he's complaining about Comerica Park, which cracks me up because he sounds like he's whining to me. It's just like Cabrera's whining not that long ago. Um, you guys suck. I don't know what else to tell you. Your team sucks. You're not playing well. 
Why are you complaining about the ballpark? I didn't hear anybody complain about the ballpark the five, six, seven, eight years the Tigers were winning and hitting the crap out of the ball. Yeah. What is it? I mean, everybody's got to play there. Did the he other get a team, bad hot dog or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what the, yeah, the other team's nachos. Play, he's the like, the winning team sucks. is playing there. Yeah. So. Yeah. The winning team's playing. The other team, yeah. The, the other team you're playing against has to play there. What are you complaining about? Yeah. I like it. It's nice and open. It's got a good view of the city. I yeah, I don't know what 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 could uh, the. I think you see it. It's like too big. Like it's like it's too, too like whole like the it's uh they got a very spacious center field. Hmm. So he's complaining that he's not maybe hitting as many home runs. Like just, and uh, if you guys don't know, this, uh, the fields all not the same size. Oh yeah, they're all different. What? Really? <laughs> what? That blows my mind. Every field's unique, and they like it gives you like a home field advantage and stuff like that. So they like uh, even like the fair, the foul territory and stuff like that. Some some fields have oh a my, lot of foul this territory. This really blow, You're blowing my some mind. Some fields right now. have very small territory and stuff, and that affects like pitchers and stuff. And oh, there's what? so much that goes into it. That's um, crazy. To and me. then especially uh, again, baseball being different because it's like played outside the way it is and stuff like that. Uh, where the game's being played at, so Colorado. The ball flies there. Like, uh, they have to use what's called a humidor, where you put baseballs in it to keep them cool or something like oh that. Because, uh, but now, though, so the baseball has changed a little bit. Nobody knows exactly what is going on in baseball, but something's happening to the baseball. It's different. Guys are calling it a juiced ball. There are more home runs now than, like, ever. Uh, teams are on pace to break records. There's like half the league is on pace to break their own franchise record in home runs. Things that have like been around for like some teams have been around for hundred or over a hundred years and stuff like that of history. Um, so 15 teams are on pace. Uh, they're on pace to break the major league record for in you know, like all for a whole season. Uh, but nobody's coming out to say that these balls have changed. You know what it is? Flubber. they've been fucking slamming them up Williams movie (laughs) there's like a little cork in the ball right so there's a lot of string and there's like a little cork ball or some bouncy type of ball in the middle and they're saying that maybe it's like you could if you move it just a little bit it could affect the drag on the ball and Uh, stuff like that so Um, they, they, they did say they used a different company or a different stitching well they now just use the same ball this so they've been using this ball in major leagues for like a few years now, and people notice a difference. Pitchers are complaining because they're like, "What the fuck?" Everybody's like, "A ball that used to be a fly out is flying out of here. What is going yeah, on?" Yeah. So they now use the ball at AAA, which is the highest minor leagues, and home runs have like doubled basically since like last year. So something's up, interesting with this ball. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Baseball's at a crazy, and they like nobody will admit it. Like the commissioner won't admit it or anything, but all the data is like there to show you like something is up. Yeah. So uh, at a time where everybody's hitting home runs, Castellanos is complaining like a little baby <laughs> that the field is too big. Like, come on. Uh, Michigan football. Uh, I'm going to have Michigan football talk a lot more coming up as the season's going to get started. I'm hoping to have like Andy Reid come on and stuff like that. Oh, Michigan yeah. State talk too. Uh, to Mitch Hobba is going to come back on. So it's about to be football season. People love football. Yeah. Um, College or National League, but uh, more talk about that coming up. Uh, congrats to Apples and Oranges. Oh, yeah. Colony Fest winners. Thank 2019. you. 2019. So uh, Apples and Oranges is a combination of Michael Dupree 
and his sister, Lauren Dupree. I don't know how many improv teams have brother sister combos. You're the only one in the world. In the world. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you guys won? Yes. Because <laughs> you're like, we got to give it to him. Brother, who does that? They're yeah, dynamic. It's like their brother and sister. Uh, they oh. are. They well, are. just give them the prize. Just give them the win. <laughs> uh, congrats. Thank uh, you. We've, I've, I've been in. Colony Fest a couple times, made it to the finals a couple times with you the one yeah. time in Travel Band. Uh, you've been to the finals. Yeah, Have yeah. you ever won? No. You didn't win? Just but like... I've done the process before, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but when uh, Brothers and Sons, you guys were a close second. I don't remember even who won, but I know I heard that like uh, it was like... Between... Jacqueline and uh, Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Natural Born uh, Killers. Natural Born yeah, Killers. Born. I heard it was, at least personally, between you two. Uh, oh, hey. You guys had a really killer set. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Huh. Uh, yeah. Um, congrats though. So, uh, if you win Colony Fest, it's a once in a year, uh, once a year it happens where it's a, imp- is it all improv still? Yeah. Uh, all improv, uh, competition and the winner gets to work usually with the home team member. Uh, this guy's not a home team member though. He's very much around, but he's not considered, he's his own wolf pet, a lone wolf, yeah. right? It's weird. Uh-huh. Like I'm sure if he wanted to play on a Oh yeah, he, he could. could. I don't yeah. think he wants to. He likes being the lone wolf, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. Quentin Hicks, guys. Uh, I love Quentin. I've had him as a teacher a couple times. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought it was something he posted one time on Facebook, and I think it was his wife about his kid. And uh, I tried to do like a little bit of like nerd from uh, what's that? Revenge, Revenge, of Revenge of the Nerds yeah. or whatever. But like his wife didn't get it, and I didn't realize it was on her post or whatever. And she's like, "What is this guy doing?" She, <laughs> so I felt bad because I like. I was working his show. Like, I did stage, not stage, uh, box office. He had a show that night with uh, Christina No H. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in that show. He was just giving me a hard time. But he's, I love him. Uh, but he's going to be uh, directing your guys' show. Yes. I'm assuming you're pretty excited. I almost joined yeah. just because of that. I was yeah. like, holy crap. Once yeah, I, for sure. I was like, all right. You know, I love everybody, you know, all the home team. But, like, you don't get many opportunities to work with Quentin Hicks, at least personally, no. not like this. Um, yeah, that's a dream come true. Yeah, he was in you know some scenes of the Detroiters. He, I mean, he's been around the comedy scene for a long time, knows everybody. Uh, what I loved about his teaching, though, he would always jump in with the students, and yeah. it was so much fun. I it's, learned so much from his class. Yeah, just playing with him. You know, you you learn from playing with the greats. I'm not saying like he's the greatest ever, but like locally, he's definitely one of the greats. And when you get to play with people like that, it's just like, oh, okay, that's how it's done. Uh, The biggest thing I ever learned from him was, and it wasn't even something he directly taught. uh, It was something that I just watched from, I I learned from just watching him was how much respect that he gives to the characters that he plays. Uh, Like one time he was playing this old, old woman uh, and she was aloof and goofy, but he treated her with such respect uh, the character he was playing, and yeah. it made her the, the the scene so much more engaging and funny because, because she was real. She wasn't yeah. like, "I'm an old woman. I'm gonna poop my pants." Yeah, like you know, there were maybe a few jokes like that in there, but they were s- delivered with such reality. Because no matter like, yeah, it's not like everybody's real. No matter what your viewpoints are and stuff like that, even if you're ignorant and something like, I, I have the belief that most people mean well. Even if it's not what I believe, even if you believe something I'm against, I feel I don't mean I, most of the time. I don't think the intent is malicious or whatever. And he does a very good job because he can play controversial characters, but he does. It's not malicious in any way. Like I've seen him play a cognitively impaired character, right? A slow character. Yeah. Not many people. I mean, they will try it, 
to try to be edgy or funny. And it'll be bad. It'll be uh, bad. It's hard to do. It'll get swept right away. Yep. People will be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's very awkward. And it might be awkward because uh, his character at first, but he does such a good job of just making it so human and so real. Um, just one of the best. Uh, and like you said, very. I would say his strength is characters. Yes. So I feel like your show is going to probably be very character-heavy based, and I'm very yes. excited to see what type of roles. Uh, one of my favorite characters was watch you played Cassidy in oh, yeah. uh, Does Down River. Uh, <laughs> how would you describe him? Uh, he, I don't know how would how would you describe just awkward, yeah, uh, very awkward, uh, kind of sh- shut in, a little um, like antisocial, but not mean or anything like that. Just not knowing how to be social. Yeah, but not either really care either. Yeah, because he enjoyed doing his own thing, playing video games and stuff like that. But it was just, uh, I loved it. Yeah, I love the creation of it. Um, well, I, your character in that show, JJ, yeah. is. I think about that all the time. I'll, yeah, that was very fun. I'll, I'll bring that back. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I want to bring back to the farm team. So hear me out. This is what one of my ideas is. I want to have like a, a Wayne's World. Oh you know, you've seen oh, Wayne's World, yeah, but with yeah. like, I want to call it the JJ experiment or something, where yeah. I talk like rap music and like have guests on and do stuff like that. That's I'm one of my hopes. That. I love that. <laughs> I've character. been trying to do it with Anthony, who played Jay. Guy is just such a busy guy. He is so busy. Uh, so I understand. Uh, so I'm gonna have to just move on, you know. Like, and if he wants to be a part of it and stuff like that at some point, come on. But uh, I'm excited. That's one of my things that I want to do is bring JJ. Uh, yeah. Do video I'm stuff. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that was so natural for me. I don't know why. I just have so it's much fun. So, yeah. It's the the hand ma- the mannerisms and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just kids. Yeah, I love. I want to go live in the ocean like Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> that was your line. You love. Yeah, I know. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, it was yeah. Your, I, I wrote it, but it was your, you delivered it with such a plum. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, so in the ant process, which you're going to be doing, mm-hmm. is with uh, in the ant process, you start off with just improving characters a little bit, workshopping characters, and then picking those characters, and then writing a storyline or scenes and it's just crazy how something develops out of like nothing. Yeah. I yeah. don't even, I don't know how that show ended up. Just yeah. Being it was so good. Yeah. Seriously. One of the best moments of my life, like best, like it, I was so proud Yeah, and I worked really hard uh, because that was my, I felt like it was my, it was a lot of, pr- I put a lot of pressure on myself because I never had, I feel like many moments to shine. I was never put into a sketch show and you know, I've done improv, but it was my first time making, you know, rehearsing lines and stuff like that and i uh was i I just wanted to do my best i didn't want to let everybody else down mostly and i learned a lot from all you guys Uh, i I talk about anthony a lot anthony was so professional in that whole thing that i learned a lot just about being that aspect of it Mm -hmm. um and the energy he brought um just being ready to work every day you know like it's easy to get distracted you're hanging out with friends and stuff but like we're there to like do a job too and i learned a lot man it was a great experience that was one of the funniest funnest moments of my life uh, i hope we could play it again or something you know i would love for it to come back or yeah. maybe even write a prequel or sequel to it or <laughs> i mean Dogman was my first All process right, show jason so, i hey, need you to write a, a yeah i hey. need you to write a prequel to it no. I'll, I'll write a prequel yeah i'll write <laughs> darlinda uh comes back from down river <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Uh, oh my god, yeah, I forgot that you were in the original Dog Man and I played all your roles yeah, in the new yeah. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah. I'll play you in the Darlinda <laughs> reboot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd I would great. love to see some different people 
yeah. play different characters for that, for sure. Yeah. Just, it's always fun, because, like, everybody brings a little bit different. Uh, you guys were in a show recently. Um, what was Nowhere's it? Will, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Nowheresville. But everybody got to kind of, like, do different roles or something? Well, switch, yeah, there was, or? like, a few, because it's such a huge cast. Uh, and, like, I think we, it was, like, uh, Availability. Yeah, it was like well, availability. Right? It was like, oh, here's the time we have. It's like, no, nah, it, it wasn't more than that. And we had just put it up, so like, yeah. to, to remount it, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, Nick Bolhanis uh, wasn't available for some of the dates, so there were, and I wasn't in the original run of Norrisville. Yeah. Uh, so they they pulled me in, and I played half, pretty much half the shows, and he played the other half. Same with Jason. Jason played the last weekend for Kyle's roles. Yeah. Uh, I got to admit, like, you and Nick are. Two totally different, like yeah, yeah, like it was, and the it was were completely totally different. different. Yeah, yeah, I can only it's imagine. Awesome. Same words, but yeah, completely. Which makes well, me, yeah, it was cool to see how we both interpreted it differently. Yes, yeah, because yeah. uh, he was his character was more sinister and like pathological liar, and like uh, like he had the whole thing planned out pretty much. And my character was like just like you know singularly motivated on like his uh, um, goals and was just kind of like stumbling his way through it and yeah. like. Uh, was very sloppy and and scared, uh, and it was the exact same lines, right? <laughs> but they were totally different characters. Yeah, like I sometimes wonder, like in shows that, like you know, you, you they pick you know Rain Rain Wilson to play Dwight or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Like if somebody else would have been Dwight, would it have worked? Totally it probably different would, show. Yeah. It probably well. would have worked. Yeah, it probably still, would have. Yeah, just but, a differently or whatever yeah. like that. But I always wonder, like one little change and something like that, because it seems so obvious to people now. Like, yeah, he's. Rain Wilson, he's played Dwight. Like, that's the perfect guy or whatever. But, like, I'm sure he at made the auditions and stuff, yeah. they're like, I don't know. Well, like, yeah, if you, have you seen the video that go, that's gone around, like, showing the audition tapes? I did see a little um, bit. And it's, like, all these famous people who are famous now, like, auditioning for this role. And it's like, man, what would it have been like if, yeah. um, I don't know, Seth Rogen played Dwight? You yeah. Know? Oh, like, yeah. It would have been totally different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just really cool to see. You don't think that. You would think, oh, same show, same, you know, different people, whatever. Same show, though, right? You yeah. Want nothing different. So did anybody notice the difference between – who was the other person you were with, Jason? Uh, Kyle and Neil. Yeah, we – again, we – They were def- way different. We played it way, way yeah, different, yeah. I could see that for sure. For sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool. Um, I saw – yeah, I, I'm trying to – you were definitely at it. I saw Kyle, right? So if was Kyle and you together? Yeah, I mean, we didn't play together, but yeah, yeah, I, but that was yeah. the same day, probably. Yeah. Sorry, there was two shows that day. Thirteen people in your guys' show, uh, and then <laughs> like the show after Blazio that. Was, Temple. Yeah, had how many? Eight or something, dude. Uh, yes, so yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Seven yeah. Or eight. So there's like twenty something actors, and like the one night of performance or whatever. So I'm sure you guys made out t- killing. You know, you know how much you guys made. I don't think we made anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you get a check? I didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, both shows are great. Uh, so I'll be seeing you around. You're going to be directing. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'll be in the sketch. They haven't told us yet. They're still deciding all no, that yeah, stuff. We haven't. We haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is what it is. We just had our first performance improv wise last Thursday. Um, so guys, uh, if you're listening, come out to Thursday nights improv. Uh, it was called Thursday Night Live. So there'll be coming up. There'll be sketch improv. There's stand up usually. They didn't have stand up last week. Musical improv. The musical improv troupe's hilarious. Yeah. Great time. Uh, very talented people. Jen Horn, Nate Hudson, uh, Shamaro's on the show. Shamar, uh, Daniel, and who's the last person I'm missing? And Sarah Wilder. Uh, they were great. Dude. They're hilarious. And Devin Rosney too. He didn't perform last time, but. A lot of fun, uh, musical improv with Mikey Brown. You know, I love him. Mikey Brown, 
I probably I might have talked about him, but he is like the most unheralded. How, how do I say it? How do you say that? Unsung hero. Of there America. you go. Yeah, <laughs> yes. for sure. Yeah. The most. Yes. He's been around forever. He just gets stuff done. Like this room we're in right now. Yes. Yeah. This is Mikey Brown. The dude. Yeah. Have you bet you you were this room? I know you definitely were this yeah. room. But oh, like, yeah. if you were to see this room months ago and stuff like that, two weeks ago. Yeah. The transformation that keeps happening week in and week out or whatever. It's all uh, him. It's all him, dude. He just does awesome work. Uh, just one of the nicest people. Him and Birdie. Uh, and their dog. They have, uh, if you see uh, Beans, a uh, little pug around here. Is it a pug? Pug? Yes. Yeah. Beans. You, I mean, they're just some of the nicest people. Uh, yeah, I just want to give them a shout out. They're probably not listening or anything, but man, that's <laughs> amazing. You need to have those type of people around in the community and stuff yeah. to keep it thriving. Um, he doesn't want his. He doesn't want any credibility or anything like. That. He just comes in happy. But musically, he does the keyboard and he does an amazing job oh, with yeah. that. He's so good musically. I saw him in uh, Macbeth. Oh, that was one of the, my favorite shows I've ever seen. Hamlin never, wrote that. I didn't get to see that. Oh, it was the first show I got to do box off and stuff, so I saw it like a couple times. Uh, you, you almost need to see it a couple times to like really. I guess I'm not a big Shakespeare guy, so maybe I would have got it if I was more of a Shakespearean type of person or whatever. But it took me a couple times to understand everything or whatever. That's a little bit of Hamlin too, because he's like in his work, he like goes all. He's very quick to move from one thing to like another and stuff yeah. like that. Just kind of how he works. We're McGettigan sometimes a little bit slower. I guess from like scene to yeah. scene, More just uh, less like uh, McGettigan usually has about half the scenes. Yeah, 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 does. exactly. <laughs> so, so just a the different little, usually different type of pace a lot of times. Yeah, uh, both work, both work. Yeah, just different types of styles and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, all right, guys. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't talk too much about Jack White, but uh, check out Jack White. He's trying to do great things at the Hamtramck uh, baseball field, mm-hmm. restoring that. Uh, I believe the Negro team, Negro League team, uh, Detroit Stars used to play there and stuff, so there's a lot of history. Um, that's awesome. They just redid Tiger Tiger Stadium. There's a lot of like condos there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, old, old Tiger Stadium, yeah. Old Tiger Stadium. Uh, but they have like a PAL league, which is like a, a kids' league, youth league, and stuff like this. So that's pretty cool. They're trying to build up that area. I almost bought a house in that area, and I wish I would have. Uh, people were told me no, though. Uh, they said, don't, you know, it's not built up. It was before. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was that's, all there. That's what they always say. Oh, man. Uh, I like, right before gold. I would have made a killing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have a beautiful house in Corktown. Oh, it's man. Right. I love my house, so. <laughs> yeah. I love my house. I like Island Park, but yeah. to have a house in Corktown would have been sweet, because I'm yeah. thinking, of, like, even, like, five years from now, like, as downtown keeps developing, it keeps, it's going to Corktown, Midtown, mm-hmm. mostly, and stuff, so. Those would be the big areas that could develop next. <sighs> what is that called when white people move in? Gentrification. Oh, yeah. Gentrification. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to be a part of the gentrification. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I, mean, I don't want to, like, I want to make good, smart moves, but I don't want to also, like, I don't know. Puts I me think up. having the, uh, know, we're three white guys at a table talking about this, but yeah. uh, I think, you know, just being conscious of that and, and how, yeah, bring awareness, yeah. how you impact the community and, yeah, uh, if you use any sort of uh, platform, you have to help uplift right. Yeah, um, minority voices. Yeah, and, and, exactly. You know, or because you can't just like quit living step your life out of the way when you know. Yeah. Don't try to like yeah. talk over. You know, like yeah, like I am right now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just like you know, Give not a... trying to take over the space. I, sp- I yeah, suppose. Yeah, for sure. You know, be involved into it and be inclusive. Yeah. But you can't. You know, uh, we do live in a capitalistic world right now. In the U.S. at least. So, like, I try to, like, be smart with my money. But I'm hoping if I, I – I feel like if I make more money, like, I'll spread my money in, like, 
into my community. That's what they all That's say. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. Give me your money, guys. That's what they <laughs> every politician says. So, guys, uh, the mayor vote's coming up, and I'm thinking about throwing my hat in the ring. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd vote. Yeah. I, I, I seriously thought about it. I've been getting kicked. I got kicked out of the Ellen Parker, which is a Facebook group and stuff lately, guys. They're a bunch of babies, man. Because <laughs> you're doing your, your baby boomer no, character. I, no, I was before that. I got I kicked out of that one before that because I tried to ask about city Wi-Fi and stuff like that. I got called a socialist and stuff like that. They took my post down. Oh, For city wow. Wi-Fi? Yeah, dude. Wow, that's I, I, I contributed to that socialist idea, and I was like, what? That's so stupid, yeah. That's... I was like, what? I was like, a good idea is a good idea. Like, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I like conservative ideas, or, and I like liberal ideas. Like, I like, if it's a good idea and it helps, I'm for it. Yeah. Like, give me some reasons why not. Like, I'll listen. If you're telling me that Elon Musk and SpaceX and the satellites are going to provide us Wi-Fi in the future and it's going to be cheaper anyways, that's a waste of our money and time, hey, maybe. At least you got a point. Like, at least I'll think about it and research it. But yeah. to say, hey, socialist idea. So I asked him. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. Yeah. And I was like, so if your house burns down, you won't be using our socialist fire trucks, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's different. What do you mean? It's like, it's a socialist idea. Like, not all so like. So hard. many people it's hard to are so polarized that like yeah. as soon as someone doesn't agree with you, like uh, they just call yeah. you whatever name that that's opposite yeah. of them and complete write off. I don't care. I'm not gonna listen to any of your points, and I'm not gonna pr- try to convince you at all because I know you're stuck in your ways. It's like, oh no, that's not the case. No, <laughs> I want to help my community out. That's yeah. it. That's all I wanted. Oh yeah, yeah. bring a dialogue. Yeah, like, I would love mayor, city-wide. Where are the people talking about this? Like the mayor, the candidates, and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I got kicked out of the Ellen Parker. Well, then I talked about it on my podcast, That's and I so posted my podcast on there. Even though I didn't talk bad, I just brought it up and just don't. They didn't listen, obviously. They just fucking kicked me off. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Freedom of speech, man. Like people get a little bit of power. A yeah. little bit of power it goes right to their head. You gotta have to control everybody. And I think that's why things are so chaotic nowadays. Yeah. Is because. Uh, I don't agree with you. I'm not going to listen to anything you have to oh, say. Like, mute. You're off. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to talk to you. And you Get can. Yeah, you can like, delete someone from Facebook. You can mute them. You don't talk to them ever again. It's like, well, we still you're never going to gonna get anywhere yeah, with that. We still live in America together. Yeah. Like, that's not solving anything. If all your friends are just people you agree with, then, well, you're just going to be shouting into uh, You're an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just chamber, repeating yeah. things. And, like, like, I follow things that I don't agree with, like, on social media so I can see what they're saying. I want to, like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So, but I'm very big on freedom of speech. A lot of people say what they want to say. Yeah. If they're idiots, they still have the freedom. Just ignore them or call them an idiot and go away or start something better. Uh, yeah. We can't just block people from saying stupid stuff. Very true. Yeah. Because Snap. other people say stupid things. Yeah. I've said you stupid say stuff. St- yeah, exactly. <laughs> We, you know, I look back years. Uh, if every year you don't look back and go, "What an idiot I was this year!" This year it's gonna be better. Yeah. Then uh, maybe you, you gotta reevaluate. Yeah, maybe your you're life not growing. That's the case, but you're just not acknowledging it. Yeah, I said stupid stuff last year. I, ideas that I thought I was right on, and I kind of like, oh man, I changed from a little bit. That's growing. Yeah. It's accepting. I just don't like that. Uh, we're so divided. It's just so div- It's like hate. Yeah. And that's what they want. By they, anybody who's got power, who's elite, like divide and conquer. It's the oldest trick in the book. Mm-hmm. If we're not like the people have the power, but if you divide them up, they don't have the power. It's yeah. like that simple. So don't let us, don't be arguing on Facebook. Don't be kicking me off groups. I'm just trying <laughs> to help. Yeah. But then I started trolling a little bit oh, with yeah. my uh, boomer guy. Yeah, I love yeah. that character. That yeah, was that, so fun, dude. Yeah. So much fun. Did you see me sharing Andy Reid stuff? Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, I he had 200 views 
when I started like sharing it on like uh, Facebook groups, he has like over two thousand on his one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> on what? All right. uh, his uh, the the Andy Reid for president twenty twenty four. Yeah. So I was taking my boomer character, uh, and I was going on like Facebook groups that I'm a part of, and uh, like sh- like I'm a I'm a boomer, and like Andy's like this Democrat running for twenty. The videos are ridiculous. And I'm like, oh my god, this guy scares me, and I'm like, uh, and then like people are like watching the video. Some people are agreeing with me, and then uh, some people are like calling me an idiot and making fun of my spelling. Oh, that's and stuff, hilarious. Or yeah. People are like. Oh, you boober idiots, you ruined the world. Like, you guys brought asbestos, you guys just messed with the asbestos. Uh, something about asbestos. I had no idea. <laughs> but, like, I was like, what? Like, yeah, such disparate things uh, to demonize the other uh, yeah, like, person you don't agree with. Yeah. So, I just demonize. They go straight to demonizing, and there's no, yeah. like, conversation. Like, yeah. Again, I don't think anybody's a bad guy. I try not to think a yeah, bad exactly. guy. No. There are bad people. Don't oh, get for me sure. wrong. But yeah. you're, you're ignorant if you live out there to think there's no bad people that will never do you any harm. I'm very observant of my surroundings and stuff like that. But I give 99% of the people benefit of the doubt that they mean well. Yeah. Even if they're ignorant. Oh, yeah. I think they mean well. Yeah, exactly. They just don't Ignorance under- is brought out of stu- stupidity. Like, or stupidity, yeah. regular ignorance. I don't know. I, but, yeah. stu- it's, they don't mean to do it. They just don't, don't know. Yeah. yeah. They don't know. They don't understand. So they they never or... experience. I think a lot of racism comes from Oh, yeah, for ignorance. sure. Yeah, living in a small hick town, or you know, seeing the same people and never experiencing the world actually. And it's and then you, if you watch Fox News, you're going to be scared of Muslims because they're trying to take over the world. Yeah. So all right, guys, we'll end it on Muslims <laughs> take over the world. Yeah. Uh, if guys, hold on, I will do the fantasy talking a little bit here. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Yeah, thank you. So Thanks for having us. Eh? I love you guys. Ah. Bye. All right, if you are still listening, we are on to the fantasy baseball section. Uh, Back to the future, fantasy baseball to be exact. Wow, I did not have an episode for this last week. Uh, So we have a lot to get up to. Uh, It's been a crazy, crazy couple weeks. Uh, League is very, very close. We'll get into that uh, real quick. Uh, As the stat tracker has it right now, so... Uh, this is on Sunday morning before the Sunday game. So as it, we're speaking as if things were to end at that moment. Uh, things could be different. They have to play Sunday games still. So uh, the stat tracker uh, tells us what place everybody's in. Uh, according to the stat tracker, at the time being, Expos are in first. The Giants will be two games back. The Stars, Detroit Stars, five and a half back. The Brown Bombers in fourth, six and a half back. The Colt 45s, 11 and a half back. The team from Atlanta and the Terriers, 13 back. The Brooklyn Dodgers, 19. The Senators and the Angels, 19 and a half. At 11th, the Lions at 27 and a half. And the Pilots at 31 games back from first. So, uh... Nick, an 11th, is about 14 and a half games outside of the playoffs. And then Jay would be a little bit more than that, like three, add another three games, four games of that. So those two are probably the only two you could say that are out of it, or at least it's not looking good for them. Um, just being that most people wouldn't say that they've been unlucky, I would say, you know, their teams are what they are. They're just not, you know, the most competitive this year. Uh, so I don't think anybody's expecting them like, oh, it have a big turnaround. I think Jay would agree with that by him showing that he just sold uh, two of his players, one of which 
was finalized Saturday night. Uh, this was the first big auction. El Tuve went earlier, but I believe he only went for like 40 bucks. Uh, so there really wasn't that much, which is crazy. Because a year or two ago, like El Tuve would have went for hundreds of dollars and stuff like that. Uh, but it's nuts. El Tuve, uh, it's been a good pickup. Gabe, Gabe does a good job, it seems like, um, getting decent value on the auctions during the season. It's always usually often hard to get good value on these auctions because it's a it's a open market to all the playoff teams, so everybody wants usually these players. So, uh, but Gabe usually does a pretty good job of being able to add to his team. Uh, so the Altuve pick seems to have been doing pretty well for him. He's been doing pretty good. Uh, so it's David Price, right? Like David Price is probably like a top thirty starting pitcher somewhere between thirty and twenty somewhere. Uh, he went for a hundred and twenty-two dollars yesterday to Bill. Bill's in my division. He, uh, according to the stat tracker, would be tied for sixth with the Terrier. So uh, David Price will be on a two-start week this week, which is a pretty big uh, week coming up. Uh, with so many teams, as I just went through, so many teams are in contention and very, very close, uh, especially for those last few playoff spots. Uh, the Brown Bombers, who is in fourth, they were way ahead of that other group, but they've kind of fallen back. They've gotten at least a lot closer to the other group, so it's got to be a little bit scarier. Gabe was, for a long time, in first place, and uh, had, he's had a harsh few weeks, uh, so we'll see if he's able to hold on, make the playoffs, or make even a, a second-half push and go to toward, like, he's in the middle, so he could still win his division. Uh, he's only, like, four and a half from Bob, and then he could all, you know, he could win the league still if he goes on the proper run. Uh, but right now it's currently on a downslide. Uh, he does, I believe, have uh, next week an easier matchup. He plays one of the bottom two teams, so scheduling-wise, that works out for him. Uh, but again, going back into that division, the last three weeks you play your division and uh, all those teams, that's going to be some tough matchups for uh, the East, everybody in the East, Bob, Gabe, uh, Victor, and uh, Eric, the Dodgers. So uh, it's so close. Uh, it's this is the closest it's ever been, um, and people are afraid to sell. Usually, you know, they might have a couple more sellers and stuff. Uh, uh, as soon as Jay kind of sold David Price, he went out there for forty. Before you knew it, it was at I don't even remember like eighty bucks. Before, like the, within hours, uh, he then throughout the next day, uh, Sean Doolittle. So Sean Doolittle will be the first closer thrown. So very interested to see. He's already at sixty dollars. So this is Sunday morning. He goes out. He he should be expired. At uh, Sunday at 8 uh, will the auction end. I will say, I'm not quite sure what the heck happened in the auction yesterday. Bill got it for 122 but there's some discrepancy. Something happened in the email chain. Uh, Chet, uh, I did see Darren say that Chet had him for 121 first. Uh but along with Bill, I, wrote, I saw Bill write that he never got that. And I agree with him. I never got that either. So I'm curious to see... Why, like, was it just sent to uh, the commish as a reply or what? Well, I don't know what happened. We'll have to find that out. But I definitely did not see a 121 uh, from Chet's behalf. I believe I saw Gabe have it. That was it. Um, so there's about five weeks left. There's uh, only one week left now of trading and selling and auctions. So uh, with so many teams in it, uh, Jay's already sold. Now two. This will be a second. Uh, I'm curious to see. Like I said, it's already at sixty. My guess, man. 
you might get up to 100 bucks for them. Uh, what, closers are hard to get right now, uh, especially ones that for sure have the job and shouldn't lose the job. I don't see the Nationals getting anybody that would take over his role. So it should be a pretty safe spot. They're in, the, they're in a playoff hunt. So it's a good closer. Uh, how much are you willing to take from next year's budget and get them? Uh, how much is he worth? So uh, already at sixty bucks. So between that right now, one twenty-two and sixty, Jay's already got hundred and eighty-two dollars working towards uh, next year's team. Uh, we'll be curious to see if Nick maybe wants to sell a guy or maybe make a trade. Yeah, he, uh, he did make a trade with the Stars recently, um, and I don't have that written down. It's not on the top of my head. It wasn't like a huge mover. I was wondering why he would want Avisel Garcia. Like Avisel Garcia, like I feel like is very droppable. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I really didn't look up his stats, but I just I haven't heard anything where like I wouldn't be interested in that guy in a deal. Like I think there might be other guys on the free agency that I might. I I, I have not really on the free market for outfielders, so I don't know exactly. But uh, seems a little odd to me. I don't remember who else. I know uh, Strowman. Maybe it was Strowman. Strowman going to uh, which would be a decent deal. Like he's not. He's only like five bucks. So I don't know. I guess he really. I don't know if he's looking at if he's a keeper or not. I'm going to probably personally let the trade go. Like I, I feel like as long as I don't think there's collusion, which I know these two guys trade quite a bit, it seems like, you know, they're, I mean, if they do trades, it's usually often with each other, even though I've done a couple with Nick too. Um, but I don't think maybe Nick would have been better trying to sell Stroman though. Maybe I don't, you know, playing for next year. Uh, definitely. I would start, uh, you know, making some moves, you know, get some money for next year though. Uh, all right, so that's kind of what's been going on uh, a little bit around the league. Uh, really tight, close, uh, and placing. Everybody's going after it. Not many sellers. Uh, the Angels aren't doing good this week. They're uh, losing to uh, the Seattle Pilots. So becoming into this week, he was on a hot streak. Victor was, and uh, the expectation was that you know he should put up a good. Uh, get weak against the pilots and keep moving ahead. But right now we'll get to it. But he's losing four to six. Uh, but I'm just saying, like that tenth place team, I thought is doing pretty good. Like it's, each week, it just it's just crazy. It's it it matters so much. It almost matters each week even more. Uh, so let's get into the matchups. As you know, I often start with mine since it's the top. Uh, I'm in first place. The Expos playing the Detroit Stars, who's in currently in third place, winning his division. Uh, he's already beat me once. I believe he beat me like seven to three. I only have a few losses. Uh, one to him, two of them to Nick, the Lions, uh, and I believe to Gabe. And then Bill got me once too, I believe. Uh, this week, I should win. Or hold on, what did I write down? I know I should have at least like the hitting categories. I basically have uh, except stolen bases. I'm down. One to two in stolen bases. Yeah. I already have five categories at least. So it's if I could take a couple more. So I already have runs, home runs, RBIs, on base. Uh, my lines across are 36, 18, 47 with uh, 383 on base. I only got one stolen base. I'm losing to two. Chris's line is 23 runs, six home runs, 22 RBIs with a 284 on base. So uh, not only am I doing really well, he's not doing very good. So, I, I mean, I guess it's. For him, it's better to you know, have your guys not do good at all, basically, against a hot week like this. If you're going to lose, just what does it matter? Uh, I mean, you do want your guys to do good going in, you know, but you just hope that they have a better week next week. Uh, I'm hoping to get a stolen base. He's only beating me 2-1 to one of stolen bases. 
Uh, for pitching, I'm winning two to one at saves. Uh, so I'm hoping to keep that. Uh, he does have some good closers. He's got Yates, he's got Chapman, and he's got Hand. Um, but so far, it's just one. I and I have Wade Davis and Iglesias, Luke Jackson, and I don't, I don't think Evaldi's definitely not the closer right now. So um, I'm hoping I could, you know, that's a category he advantage him going in. But hopefully, I could sneak, you know, get lucky. You know, everybody else gets lucky. I, I want to get lucky too. Uh, 91 Ks I got. Uh, gosh, I could have been beating him worse until my Yankee pitchers pitch against the Red Sox. Uh, I've never, like, it's been 100 years since a Yankee starter giving up 12 runs. Yeah, that's right, 12 runs. Masahiro Tanaka. Like, I had a three-something yard. Like, ah, I was doing really good. And Tanaka came in. What is his line? Uh, 32 ERA and a 4.5 whip. And he pitched, like, three, four innings. Like I said, like, so... That was bad. And then Paxton was like, all right, you know, okay, Paxton's coming in. What are you going to do? Boom, 15. I mean, he got nine Ks, and the Ks were nice. But a 15 ERA, 0.75, and a 2.25 whip. So he gets sloshed around by the Red Sox, too. So that really, those ones really killed my ERA and whip. Uh, I only got three quality starts. So Mays got that one. Mays has quality starts. Uh, he's got three pitchers going to my two. Uh, I doubt he's going to get Ks. I'm hoping maybe if the pitchers do bad, I can catch them and whip maybe. Probably not, my guess. So my guess is that I am going to – I got at least five categories, and I could get up to seven. I'm hoping if I get seven, that would be a, a nice week for me, especially against Chris. And I think that would make us even on each other because uh, the heads-up matchup, if we do play each other in the playoff, uh, the tiebreaker goes to the team with the better record heads-up. So if I could get that 7-3, which would be lucky, I could uh, – have at least a t- I don't know what the tiebreaker would be then if we have an equal. I'll have to look into that. Uh, it might go into like ER. It might, it might be like a who has the better certain category each year. If I remember correctly, like the category could be changed and stuff. So, but maybe say like the ERA. But we'll have to look into that. Uh, standouts: uh, Keston Hira, uh, the second baseman from Milwaukee, has been killer. Uh, four runs, two home runs, four RBI, stolen base, five hundred base. Or 500 on a base. One stolen base, 500 on a base. So since he's been called back up, uh, he should have never been sent down. Uh, he's been killing it. He's been, you know, uh, I ne- he's been getting me stolen bases, which is huge. So he's not only hitting home runs and doubles and triples, but he's stealing bases. It's awesome. Uh, hitting the middle of a great lineup. Uh, Justin Turner has been turned it on since the All Star break. He had a couple more home runs. JD Martinez, who's had a slow year, three home runs, nine RBIs, uh, and then Nelson Cruz. I, I sat him one of the days, so he should have seven home runs. But for me, he's got six home runs this week, 10 RBIs. Um, that guy has been on a tear. Uh, just crazy to see. You always wait for it to drop off with his age, but he, the guy's a hitter. Uh, pitchers have not been good for me this week, so I'm not going to get into that. Uh, stars for the star, Calhoun. Calhoun's been a great player, uh, pretty good for him this year. But he had two home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, he really fam got him two stolen bases, which is he's winning two to one in that category. Besides that, like offensively, not very good at all. Uh, but his pitching, uh, he had some good starts from uh, Madison Bumgarner, seven K game, quality start. Uh, Trevor Williams has had uh, two quality starts, I believe. Right? Let me see. No, just the one. Uh, but he had two games, two good games, fourteen Ks this week for him. Trevor Williams. 
Uh, Danny Duffy had an 11K game. He's about to get another start for him on the Sunday. Granke, his best pitcher, uh, 5K is quality. Start. I don't know how that guy, that guy is just a pitcher. Like, he doesn't throw in the not high 90. Like, he barely, I don't think he throws 90. And he's just been a great pitcher this year. Good for him. Uh, and then uh, Anibal Sanchez was supposed to start versus somebody else at a good matchup, maybe Cincinnati or something. I don't remember. Earlier in the week, gets pushed back a day, gets has to go against the Dodgers. I'm licking my chops. I'm like, oh, yeah. Dodgers, baby. Best offense, especially in the National League. They kill. They rake. He goes out, throws a quality start. Six Ks, .57 ERA with one run. Um, unbelievable. So, uh, he should take most of the pitching categories, like I said. Alright. Uh, we look at the next matchup. We got the Colt 45. This is a big matchup. Who was in seventh place. First, the uh, Chicago Brown Bombers, who was in fourth, trying to win in close to uh, the division. Uh, the Seventh place team, Cold 45s, are up seven to two right now. Both teams offensively have are having pretty good weeks. Uh, the Cold 45s, 38 runs, 14 home runs, 40 RBIs, four stolen bases, with the 339 on base. Not terrible, but not great. Uh, leading off that, like six home runs, six straight days. Paul Goldschmidt, he's back, 13 RBIs um, for the week, nine runs. Uh, at a moment that he really needs it because Gabe's coming at him with 32 runs already, 12 home runs, 34 RBIs, three stolen bases with a 360 on base. So, I mean, that are pretty good numbers across the board. Most, you're probably going to at least take it two or three categories, right, with those numbers. <laughs> well, this week, unfortunately, playing the hot Colt 45s, uh, he's losing four of those categories. So he's still within reach of maybe home runs and stolen bases. Uh, and then for the pitching, um, the Colts 45s got, had some really good pitching stats. Uh, Verlander, Morton, Lance Lynn, Urquidy, and Ronaldo Lopez all pitching like lights out. Verlander and Morton have been doing it all year. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez has been real hot lately. Lynn's been pretty good on the year. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for him to fall off a little bit, but all you got, you're just going to keep throwing him out there. And, and our league, it's so deep. Like, yeah, you just keep the guy. Yeah, he's been pitching well. And Ronaldo Lopez has been killing it. Uh, last few games, so uh, I'm curious to see. If, you know, I know that he ended last year on a real good. I had him at the end of my last year of the playoff run, and he it was a big pickup for me. Um, standouts for Gabe right now. Jose Ramirez is back. Uh, I know he was a little worried about him. That he was coming into the year for a top five pick uh, in our league. Gabe had him for a real cheap keeper price, like a stud. Not been so good this year, but Gabe's been being all right. So maybe this is a good timing for him that he needs Ramirez to come and step it up. But uh, three home runs and two stolen bases this week for him with eight RBIs, six runs scored. Really good week. Uh, DeHaan had a good week, but it's all mostly in one game. He has three home runs. There was a three-home run game. Not only did he have a three-home run game from him, but he also had one from Betts. Uh, Betts also has a he also has eight runs, eight RBIs. Um, and those are most of his standouts uh, offensively. Chris Sale. Uh, dominant pitcher. Uh, he had a 10K game already with quality start. He's going to get another start out of him versus the Yankees. The Yankees have been killing it. Uh, offensively, been pretty good. Uh, but not as hot as the Red Sox. Red Sox have been the ones really killing it. Uh, and that's Sony Gray. Guy's been quietly good all year. Uh, nice pickup by the, the, the Reds. Even though the Reds aren't doing much, it wasn't, that was a pretty good pickup. Uh, this matchup, 45, Cole 45 should Win by a decent amount. It's just by how much. Saves are tied one to one. He's only up one quality start, but he's got. Uh, we'll we'll see what the cold for. He has four pitchers. Well, because 
We'll see how he does. I don't know what he's going to what his plan is. He has four pit starting pitchers at his disposal. They're tied one to one at saved. Uh, but this could be an opportunity for Colt 45s to win really big. And then it, again, if he does, like that really puts jumps him up into the you know because he was outside the playoffs thinking about selling Verlander possibly. Like I said, right now if things were to end the way they were, he would be in fifth place. Uh, and then about five and a, or about six games back from the division. Uh, and again, you play all your division rivals the last three weeks, so he's gonna have an opportunity to play all those teams in his division. Um, all right. So looking for the Colt 45s to win that one. The next matchup, we're gonna have the team from Atlanta, who. Uh, Bill was on a couple weeks ago, and uh, if you were listening to that episode, you would have heard that he might have been one of the only people that dated this other guy's current wife, Chet Putek, the St. Louis Terriers. Uh, good for you, Bill. Good for you. I got to take a drink. All right. So this week, uh, Bill, 29 runs, 10 home runs, 32 RBIs, 3 stolen bases, 361 on base. To Chet's tied at 29 runs, only 6 home runs, 26 RBIs, uh, seven stolen bases. The guy's got a good stolen base team with a 365 on base. So on base is really close. Chet's got it right now. Uh, this is a close matchup. I would say that Bill probably has four categories, and then Chet already has three categories going into Sunday. So it's those last three kind of up for grabs. So it should be pretty close. Um, if I had to take a guess... I got to look at the quality. Starters, Strasburg, Chet doesn't have anybody. I mean, like I said, I already have Bill down for most likely having four because he already has K's. He already has quality starts. Um, probably home runs and probably RBIs. All right. So it'll be close, though. Uh, standouts for the team from Atlanta. Uh, Francisco Lindor, killing it. Uh, five runs, two home runs, six RBIs, two stolen bases. Uh, and then Miguel Sano's been pretty hot lately. Three home runs, eight RBIs uh, for him. And then pitchers, Kershaw and Strasburg, killing it. Uh, those guys have been pretty good. I, I've had question marks on both of them beginning of the year. I still have question marks that they both could get hurt, but while they're pitching, they're both pitching well. Uh, and he just added David Price to that team, uh, which I think was a strong move because he needed another starter. I think he's got number one and two in Kershaw and uh Strasburg, but he was lacking maybe that solid number three, and I think uh, I mean I would prefer Price to be a number four, but uh, it really you know with Keuchel and him give you the three four combo. It's a nice little move. It deepens the starting pitching for sure. Uh, curious to see if he adds uh, Doolittle. If he adds Doolittle to that group, he kind of needs him because uh, Will Smith has an, he could get traded. He's one of his closers. Carlos Martinez is the closer, and then Shane Green. And Shane Green could be close, so he could be down to one closer in a heartbeat. Uh, any day here with trades. And then, so, do little. You know, you want two. You need two to compete, to put pressure on, especially in the playoffs, but also to win categories to make it into the playoffs, like when you're competing. And Bill would be right there. Bill would be in tied for sixth place right now. So, uh, and the team, uh, he got David Price from, you know, one of the bidders was uh, the team he's tied, he'd be tied with in the Terriers. So, um, again, a big two-start week coming out of him. I'm not exactly sure who he plays next week, but whoever's playing him has got a two-start week coming out of David Price now. Um, top uh, starters. Offensively, not much going on. Uh, Acuna. Acuna had a good week. Uh, five runs, home runs, six RBIs, two stolen bases, 450. Really good player. 
top 10 uh, offensive player, I would say. Uh, Denard had a couple home runs for uh, Travis Denard. Seven RBIs. I also picked up Will Smith. I'm really... Oh, I'd use a $32 move on Will Smith on Saturday night. I was hoping to wait, but I couldn't wait because I was afraid somebody was going to pick him up. Because uh, I, I dropped my catcher, I didn't need offense. I was picking up starters and stuff like that just to make sure I get quality st- or to make sure I get K's. And I was trying to get quality starts, but not going to happen. Um, but Will Smith, top one of the top prospects for the LA Dodgers. I love the Dodgers lineup. Uh, I was afraid that like. I was hoping I could wait it out and get him Monday so I didn't have to use a $32 move. Uh, he's got Colorado at Colorado next week, so big matchup for me versus Darren. Uh, so I love guys that play at Colorado, so I was trying to, you know, get it. Why not get it? I already have two Dodgers, but why not? Uh, this guy's already hit 20 home runs in AAA this year, and I don't know if that's including the three home runs that he came, when he came up earlier. Uh, he's supposed to get the ball. I don't know. I'm excited. Get a hot-hitting catcher in that Dodgers lineup. Uh, I'll spend the $32, I guess. I'm in first. I'm hoping to, you know, I'll, I'm just spending my own money. I'm hoping at that point. Uh, so just want to drop that. I was looking at Travis Denard, and I was because I was trying to gauge, like, who might be getting him. And I'm not sure if anybody was. Maybe it was just me looking at him. I dropped uh, James McCann, who I liked before that, who's been a little bit cold more recently, dropped down in the lineup, has been sitting a little bit. Uh, he's got a few home runs, but... Uh, just mediocre, and I just went for the high upside with this guy and try to get lucky. Uh, and if he does, like it only adds on to my team. I, I would say that I also got Carlos Correa back, but he got hurt. It looked like Saturday night, so I just want to make sure uh, he's still healthy. Hopefully, it sounds like he was talking that he, he should be all right. Even if he misses today, I won't mind as long as he's back Monday. Uh, but he had a grand slam, so it was nice to see him come back off the IL and hit a grand slam, even though I didn't quite need it this week or anything like that. But it's just good to see, you know, uh, one of the spots I needed help at was shortstop, so it's good to have one of your star players come back, jump in, uh, and hit a home run uh, pretty quickly. And then it got hurt. So hopefully, again, he's all right for my sake next week. Uh, any other, let me see. Gleyber uh, Torres had a decent week, too. Uh, five runs, one home run, three RBIs, one stolen base with a 370. Uh, on base, uh, but offensively kind of lacking this week for Chet, uh, especially since he's more of an offensive team, I would say, compared to uh, pitching. You know, he's a better offense than he is a better pitching team. Uh, pitching, though, Pineda had a good week, and then also, uh, oh, I think that was it. Oh, Lucchese. Uh, Lucchese, it's good to see because he was kind of not doing as well lately, uh, but Pineda's been pretty good, but... Um, I was surprised. I was, you know, he was in for uh, David Price, and I could see why. You know, he would want a guy like that to add to his team. Uh, curious to see if Bill, if this slows Bill down. You got a guy, one guy for 122, or is he just going to keep going? He's going to, you know, go for this year. Uh, that's his prerogative, you know. I'm curious to see. This has been one interesting year, very competitive. Uh, just, you know, not a ton of drama or anything like that. Just, I mean, we still have some time, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, you know who I'm talking to. If you feel like it's you, it probably is. All right. Uh, so a close matchup between those two. The next matchup I have. What time is it? All right, guys. It's already 11.40. Dang. i got to be a rehearsal 12. All right. So next is the Angels versus the Pilots. As you heard me say earlier, I thought the Angels were kind of hot. Uh, they picked up 
uh, Guriel from Houston, who's been really killing. He got him another couple. I mean, he's got two home runs, five RBIs this week, so it's not his fault. Uh, but I was expecting the Angels to beat, you know, the Pilots. The Pilots have got a decent week. Uh, so California Angels, 18 runs, six home runs, 21 RBIs, two stolen bases, 362 on base. Uh, lacking in most categories, except on base. On base isn't bad, 362. Seattle Pilots, 29 runs. Not bad for Sunday. 10 home runs. I'll take that. 28 RBI. I'll take all those. You'd want them maybe at 30, but hey, you'll take those. Zero stolen bases. Not going to do it. 308 on base is pretty putrid. Not bad. Not good. So uh, he's kind of given Victor a couple of those categories. Uh, Pitching-wise, let's see. Angels 4 saves. 57 Ks. 4.33 RA. A 1.38 whip. And only two quality starts against three saves. 50 Ks. 4.02 ERA, a 1.25 whip, and five quality starts. Uh, I would say the standouts for this week, let's see, Angels, I already talked about Guriel, uh, Anthony Rendon, maybe one of the quietest, best players in the league. You know, just doesn't really, you know, just quietly does really, really well. Uh, but he's got two home runs with six RBIs this week. Not a whole lot offensively going on for uh, Victor. A uh, couple really good starts. Uh, starters did well. Uh, Trevor Bauer and Matt, Matthew Boyd of the uh, the Tigers uh, both start again today too. So uh, Victor will have an opportunity to maybe try to catch up in ERA and WHIP. Both have three starters going, or actually uh, Jay's got four starters. So um, a lot of pitching could change possibly because there's so many starters going on in this matchup. Uh, maybe Victor gets he's down three quality starts, but maybe he gets lucky. Uh, he's only up seven Ks. You would think you'd like to hold on to that, but you never like. You never know. A pitcher could just have one like it. This juice ball has really changed things. So even the best pitchers get lit up sometimes. It's crazy. Oh man, Tanaka! Twelve runs though. That's just bad. That is bad, Tanaka. Uh, top players for the Pilots, I guess you would say. Uh, Mancini's having. It's just crazy because he has three home runs, five runs, four RBIs, but he has like a one ninety four on base. Uh, Yon Mikata, five runs, three home runs, seven RBIs. Pretty good. Uh, ben Attendi, uh, eight runs, two home runs, four, five RBIs. But the Red Sox have been killing it. So while that's not bad, like everybody on the Red Sox is doing pretty good right now. Uh, really good. Uh, pitchers for Jay, nobody, uh, nobody stood out. Like Julio Tehran, I guess. He had a 6K, no earned runs. So, but I just don't believe in him. Uh, and Gio Gonzalez had a 9K game, pretty good game, but he is day-to-day. And then he get a, he got a quality shot of Herman Marquez. Uh, but he just don't – he doesn't do well at Colorado. So, uh, yeah, he just – half his games aren't going to probably be good. So Marquez, you got him from Jay – or you got him from Eric. I don't know what to think of the guy. Kind of scares me a little bit. He is a good pitcher, but – Got the Colorado effect. I don't have that in J- John Gray, but somehow John Gray has had a better ERA at home like the last couple of years than he has on the road. So I, I almost have to play him. And he plays the Dodgers this week, so we'll see what I do on that one at home. Uh, really, the Pilots should win this one. It's crazy for me to say that, especially in a playoff race. You know, you think the Angels, I don't know. I don't know what happened exactly, but Looks like the Pilots are going to win. So hopefully the Angels regroup and try it again next week. You know, they got a good team. So there's going to be a couple teams that have good teams that don't make the playoffs. Uh, the next, the Dodgers versus the Senators. This was a really big matchup. Ninth versus tenth. So they both need to win so they can try to make up the uh, ranks of, for the playoff teams. Um, and they might just break even. 
And so leaves them both kind of in the same spot, maybe even a little bit farther outside because they both need to win while because those playoff teams are probably getting a little bit farther ahead. <laughs> I know a big win by the Colt 45s uh, really, like I said, pushed them in the playoffs. So, well, how far away are they right now? As things were to end right now, the Dodgers and the Senators would finish eighth and ninth, and they would be about six, six and a half games outside the playoffs. So within reach still, uh, you definitely don't want to be double digits. Uh, so even the Angels at like six and a half, like all three of those teams are within reach. They just didn't make any, you know, I guess they just try again next week. Um, the Brooklyn Dodgers, 32 runs, five home runs, 31 RBIs, zero stolen base with the 369 on base. So really low home run and stolen base totals, but good otherwise. Uh, low run total for the Senators, 24, eight home runs he's winning with. Uh, 23 RBIs, pretty low, two stolen bases, all right, and a 353 on base. You know, that's pretty good. Not bad, but he's losing. Uh, the Dodgers, two save, 67 Ks. 2.34 ERA and a 0.96 whip. Seven quality starts. Uh, while, though, the center is probably one of the worst pitching teams in the league. Has five saves, 71 Ks, a 4.33 ERA. I take that. A 1.1 whip, pretty good. And nine quality starts. Nine. So, it's pretty crazy. I'm sure, Jay, or I'm sure Eric's like, what the heck? you got to be kidding me. I have seven Ks. Uh, he does have Nolan Vargas going today, but Jay and Justin Scott, Wade Miley, Alex Wood. Oh, he's back. Look at that. Making a start finally. And then uh, Payano from Texas, uh, who had a decently bulk start, they call it. He didn't start last time, but he had a bulk start. Did pretty well. Um, so still pretty close. I have them winning you know, pretty even so far. 5-5. Five, five, I don't know. So uh, some Top guys for the week out of these guys, uh, Raphael Devers, who's been pretty good all year. Uh, nice trade for it, might be a good, pretty good keeper for uh, Eric, but eight runs, one home run, seven RBIs on the week. Also, uh, Marte, six runs, one home run, seven RBIs, a 385 on base. Uh, Marte has been quietly the 63rd overall player, you know, quietly been pretty good. Uh, yeah, and then pitchers, Garrett Cole. Freaking stud. 18 Ks this week. Two quality starts. Uh, Steven Matz had a good start. Uh, seven Ks. Uh, a quality start with no earned runs. A .56 whip. Flaherty, Nola, and Vargas also had a good start. So not a bad pitching week uh, for uh, the Dodgers. Again, you're looking at seven quality starts going into a Sunday. Like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm going to beat but nine out of one of the worst pitching teams. So... Uh, timing, I guess, for the Senators to keep keep himself in it. Uh, he needs everything he can. So, uh, again, these guys will finish be like eighth and ninth probably after this, no matter what. Basically, it seems like, um, but they're still in the playoff contention. So, next week, big matchup again. Next matchup, the Giants. Uh, Bob second overall versus the eleventh place Saltimbanque Lions. Uh, Bob's up six to three, and. I believe this one, you know, Bob already has five or six. So it's then it's basically five or six categories. So then it's just like, how many more does he win? Uh, for my sake, I hope it's not much. Bro, everybody always roots for Nick, basically, uh, to beat whoever he's playing. Uh, this week, Nick's got decent uh, home runs and RBIs. So he has 20 runs, 10 home runs, 28 RBIs, two stolen base, 281 on base. To Bob's 26 runs, seven home runs, 24 RBIs, one stolen base, and a 327 on base. So pretty low numbers for Bob, especially because he has a pretty good offense uh, on the year, for the year. Uh, 
While the pitching uh, for the Lions, two saves, 73 Ks, 4.97 ERA, 1.44 whip, three quality starts, uh, pretty mediocre or lower across the board. Uh, the Giants have two saves, 87 Ks, 4.31 ERA, uh, a 1.34 whip, and eight quality starts. So either mediocre to good, uh, like the Ks and quality starts uh, for uh, Bob. Um, it's six to three, like I was saying. Some of the standouts. Eugenio Suarez, who I haven't really said much or anything about all year, but he had four home runs this week, nine RBIs. Uh, and then Max Kepler, who's had a really good year this year, underrated. Uh, three home runs with six RBIs. On the other side, Bogarts. I've been saying this so many times now. Alexander Bogarts has been a great pickup by Bob. Great steal. Might, might, probably the steal of the offseason. Eight runs, two home runs, six RBIs with a 414 on base. He is your number 10 overall player on the Yahoo for the year. So that is a steal right now. Um, just Each week, just very consistent in a very good lineup. Makes very good contact. And it's got like 20 home runs. So he's just, uh, you know, he doesn't steal. So he doesn't have really maybe the top end potential as some players do. Um, but he's just been a, such a good, consistent hitter. He's young, like I said, in a good lineup. Good field, good team. So, uh, Offensively, not much else being done by Bob's team, uh, but some good pitchers. Uh, Mike Clevenger, Marcos Gonzalez had two quality starts. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was Clevenger, two quality starts. Uh, but let me make sure. Where's Gonzalez at? Marcos Gonzalez. I know he had a good week. Yeah, Marcos Gonzalez, 12 Ks, 1.93 ERA, 0.93 whip, and two quality starts out of him this week. He did play, I believe the Tigers, one of those. So, you know, you know, Tigers suck. Uh, and then also Shane Bieber, who had a really good start. Uh, he was on track to have a no-hitter or whatever. Uh, had 10 Ks, ended with a .22 whip, no earned run. So really good start out of him. Um, and is that it? Is that, the, that was the last matchup, guys. Uh, so that's it. What time is it? Oh, shoot, it's 11.50 for me. I got to get going soon. Uh, but it's really tight. Uh, hopefully, if you guys will listen to us, get somebody out I need somebody in the league on this podcast next week, right? Let's talk to somebody. Maybe Bob. Maybe Gabe. Who do we want on? Who's who's somebody? Maybe Chet. If Chet, everyone's come on. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's hard. I'm not gonna book him. We'll back out. So if he wants to set something up, set it up. Uh, but I would like somebody on from the show. Even if Jay, you want to come on, talk about selling your guys or what you want to do, or talk about the league from your perspective. Uh, but it is what it is. I'm enjoying the league. It's been fun. Hopefully there'll be no drama. Uh, I'm enjoying it because I'm in first. So come at it. Good luck. Uh, I need that bye. And I need to beat Bob. Screw you, Bob. Right, Bill? All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.